In the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management. Providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit arborcapital.io today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Superglue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek tight lines and fish on come hook into the action with them hit them up at thebaitshackak.com snow pro ak your snow and ice management company specializing in business and residential properties they know what it takes to keep your property presentable and safe give them a call for a free estimate at 280-7098 or visit lawnproak.com double shovel cider company located off of arctic and 58th handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaskan public lands, waters, and wildlife. Their goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping our public lands wild. Stand up today and join BHA at backcountryhunters.org.
We all got the caribou call still after a hundred episodes. This is uh welcome to episode a hundred and one. Yeah. One oh one. Yeah. And we have our first guest back for uh the first of the next hundred. Jake Cooper, our good bud and uh super cub pilot, hunter partner and uh great Alaskan. Welcome Jake. Yeah, thanks for having me again. It's uh pretty cool what you guys have done. Uh oh, yeah. I think you know, Alaskans really appreciate it, so Thanks for having me. I was getting a little worried that we weren't, our Instagram wasn't going to keep up with you because in 2022, your Instagram really busted through a few levels. Yeah. Um, don't know how, but uh, yeah, just posted a couple cool videos. People seem to like it. So, yeah. It, sorry. How's the OnlyFans going? Oh, it's really good. You know, yeah. I'm going to retire here pretty soon. <laughs> you can find him at the onlyfansdad.com. He mixes He mixes the two. It's OnlyFans is always in the plane. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. nice. Always solo? Or? <laughs> you can fit two in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be pretty hard. Have you ever in the plane? Uh, no, I haven't. No. With the tandem seating, you know, yeah, be a little rough. It looks rough. Yeah, probably yeah. tight. Sa- you know, safety first. Too. Yeah, yeah. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Too heavy. Yeah, definitely out of the plane. Yeah. Picnics and stuff. Do you have a go-to like picnic basket that you bring, or you know, I don't bring too many girls in the plane actually. Oh really? Yeah, it's just me and Olaf. Uh, you know, solo right. adventures. Uh, I definitely try, but it just doesn't never pans out you know yeah they're like oh this dude's flying me out i remember this baker yeah. that <laughs> butcher baker yeah, yeah the, the number one cost block there is yeah, sure. let's <laughs> land in this glacial valley yeah. like oh, i don't know about that how do we cancel the baker we need to cancel yeah. him <laughs> how big is that dog now how heavy is he uh he's probably 65 pounds now oh okay so he's yeah. not like olaf big old hoss yeah originally i thought he was gonna be a lot bigger but um he turned out to be a perfect size for a male lab, at least. Yeah. That's like, you know, for when you're doing your weight distribution and you're bringing him in the plane, he's not at 100 pounds. That's going to make a big difference, right? If he was oh, yeah. some big, you yeah. know, almost human weight. Yeah, especially where he has to sit, which is a little more aft. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the less weight, the better. Yeah. He's just totally comfortable in there, too, huh? Yeah, throwing his, uh, well, he hates the headset that I throw on him, you know, protect his hearing. But uh, he just lays down and goes to sleep. Oh, does he? Yeah. Is okay. it like a dog specific one? Yeah, it's called uh, Rex Specs. Um, I'll pull that up. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have a picture on your thing with him with it on, right? Yeah. He looks pretty Instagram. goofy with it, but um, I don't, it's not that expensive and it's worth, you know, protecting their hearing and everything. Oh, so. yeah. But. Okay, so those are, oh, those, those, are, are sh- those are goggles. Yeah, so they have uh, goggles and then they also have the hearing protection too. Dude, you Let's need go to get those goal. goggles and get a picture of them in them. You look <laughs> so cute. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. So is it, is it this, like, right here? Yeah. Or is it... Whoa. Oh, oh wow. Twisted Damn. it off. Hold on. De- technical difficulty Damn. there. Yeah. It's the first time we've had that happen. It's a righty It lasted 99 <laughs> episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that little part... Yeah. You can screw just that part. Help. Yeah. In your hand there. There you go. There it is. Is it, like, this right here? I think you're going the wrong way. Right, you still got to thread that in, though. Yeah, wanna, those are pretty you cool, You want to drop dude. his mic while he, while he fixes it, Daniel? Yeah. There we go. The, um, did the cat have those it's not from the Instagram? The um, What is it, the Meowton cat? Have you seen this? No. 
one of the guys, uh, well, Galen Nelson, you know Galen. He is telling me about his buddy that he's got a it, thing for cat, dude. Him, anything cat related? Yeah, dude. It's Wild crazy. cats, he, panthers. So, <laughs> so they like took this cat, this couple that they're friends with, like take this cat everywhere, backcountry skiing, oh. snowboard or snow machining, you know, camping. What? Yeah, and then they have all kinds of a cool equipment. So they take these like super cute pictures of the cat while they're doing cool stuff. It's, it's, just called, a it's a house cat. I think like, it's called Meowton Cat or something on Instagram. And it has like, he, they have like 100,000 oh, followers. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they're just like regular Alaska couple, you know, just wow. bringing their cat out doing cool shit. <laughs> but I mean, after I see that, that I like, more now. Like, you know, people bringing their cat out or you see a cat like in the car. Yeah. Um, You want to crank his mic back up? There we go. Um, Jake, is that what we're talking about here? Is like that little headset thing? Yeah, so um, okay. I think they were originally for uh, military dogs. So oh, uh, oh for sense. like bombing. Um, no, it's, it's well, it's like yeah. I mean, direct action missions and stuff like that. Yeah, if they're yeah, like yeah, flowing yeah. through a house, or uh, and they also skydive with some of their dogs too. So they'll uh, throw those. No um, shit. All that gear. They'll on. jump with dogs. Yep. Does the dog pull its own chute? No, it's uh, <laughs> it's strapped to their. Uh, I probably could train it though. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Strapped to their belly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. so cool. So they land. The dogs just strapped up. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those like um, specially trained dogs, they're very like lean and and probably lighter dogs yeah. than. Yeah, those German shepherds are. I think they're pretty lean. On yeah, I'm not sure. Fifty pounds somewhere in that range. Maybe. I wouldn't mess with them, but yeah. No, yeah. no, no, not at all. Oh, the Belgian Malawas. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is that what awesome. we're using german shepherds or i'm not sure the yeah. specific breed um i've only spent a little bit of time around the military dogs but yeah. uh never any sort of like training or anything like they're, that. they're what a badass pretty, partner they're wired pretty serious dog too right oh yeah i mean there's obviously like an attachment to trainers and mm-hmm. masters if that's if they're yeah. called masters i guess or partners or it's crazy though that like my cousin um he's a detective and uh for narcotics and he used to have a german shepherd and now he has a belgian malawa yeah and uh both dogs at home like great family dogs but mm-hmm. like the minute they need to like be serious they're serious yeah they should click in yeah and then the, like the way that their reward is like playing hard like with a ball and the way they play is frightening like mm, yeah, the, you pretty know, rough. Yeah, even the you, my cousin has to like play rough with the dog, and but mm. they're having fun. But I was like, I don't know if I'd want to do that. It takes a pretty <laughs> yeah uh, next level. Like they're getting after it. Have you seen the video of those like climbing walls? Mm-mm. You should pull that up. Yeah, like climb ladders. And, um, or they cool. like jump off a guy's backs and yeah, stuff jump like that, yeah. super high. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I've seen like the Israeli films where they're like jumping over cars and grabbing the the gun. The hand that my gun is in. They're super effective. Yep. Seems like an awesome partner for yeah. sure. And they're a little smaller than the German shepherds. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep, seem pretty intense. Try to find I've seen a lot, uh, <coughs> like a change in hunting dogs in Alaska go. recently. Like a lot more porn pointers. Like um, uh, what's that German... Um, Starts with a D. Yeah. Drathgar. Yeah. Something like that. Drotar. Drotar. Yeah. A lot more of those kind of yeah, like real serious hunting dogs where they're not like really a family dog, um, which has been interesting. Have you seen that in with like the planes, like more, more um, you know, dog owners, um, like bird hunters in the backcountry with those or 
not a ton like in the aviation community although i'm sure there's a bunch of them yeah. um but a couple of the friends that uh are in the archery community is them oh they do yeah for like ptarmigan and yeah upland bird yeah. yeah yeah that's pretty rad yeah we're on the hunt for a dog oh you guys yeah. are gonna do it yeah <laughs> um yeah we've we'll got some limitations like because it's gotta be a short-haired dog um there's a few dogs we're looking at um kind of leaning towards like a like a blue tick hound kind of dog one of those kind of dogs mm -hmm. like that that's you know enjoy outside but still be a good yeah. family dog yeah um i was looking at the vislas too yeah. um they're a little small i see not not Gideon's though. Yeah, his Gideon's is monster. Is, Gideon's is big, <laughs> but I've seen cedar? a couple other ones, oh, yeah. and I was like, I don't want one that's like small like that. Yeah, and I don't know how you I could think like just get a good pick of the litter. Yeah, make sure you get a good breeder. I get the, yeah, well, I already that, talked to that guy, the one and, in the valley. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're supposed to go out there with the kids. Yeah, and go like hang out with the dogs, and I'm sure he's assessing like our. Yeah. He's being real judgy like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Brian McClellan's uh, cool. male um is really good too. You know, he he's a good dog. I think he's breeding it. Um, he has a with someone. Too. Yeah. He has two. The male is 3 and he's breeding it um there's a breeder out of uh White Horse. Oh, okay. And so he I think he drove his dog either real the first quarter him. of this year he's driving yeah, his dog okay. up there. Um, and his dog's pretty big. It's about the same size as kids. Yeah, super agile dog. Okay. Um, good bird nice. hunter. And that's the thing, together. too. Like, any dog that you're going to, like, there's a limitation on dogs that you can find up here if you're trying yeah. to get, like, a certain kind of dog. Yeah. yeah. And so you have to, like, now, like, when we got Remy, you know, yeah. 15 years ago or whatever, they flew her up, which you're not allowed to do that anymore. Like, just put the dog in a kennel and oh, send, send it out. Someone up. has to be yeah. on the plane now? Yeah. Okay. You yeah, can go so down and get them and bring them back, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Yeah, yeah. You ever seen anybody fly with their dog on the plane? Yes, I saw it for the first time. I was like, saw them bringing was two, it a little two dogs, dog or two, a big no, dog? two, two like medium uh -huh. sized dogs, and they bought a seat. So I was like, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, mm -hmm. whatever aisle window. Yeah, and they put the two pups in the middle. People take their dogs seriously, man. Yeah, I mean, I was like. And they were in the back, back, and uh, I get up finally to go to the bathroom. We finally I walk up and see them, and they're just like turning and uncomfortable. And I could tell the the owners were like, it was kind of toward the end of yeah. the flight, and you could just see it on their face. They were fucking over it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I was like, God damn! I I didn't know you could do that just because I thought of like allergens and uh -huh. like, you know folks that would be allergic to something like that. Right. They wouldn't let that happen, but. Did it say like service dog or no, something on there? No, Just no, two no. dogs. Just they they paid my mom for flies a seat. with her little. Um, yeah, my dad does too. But yeah. they put them in like a little kennel and put yeah. them under the seat. Yeah, but you know, I, I, was, I mean, you're not going to go out with like a you know Malamute. No, on the island, you know, C two. I think you. I think <laughs> you can though. They bought they bought a seat. That's cool. And they put their dogs in the seat. A couple of years ago, we were flying back to Alaska, and some some lady decided that she was going to put, which was a total fake like service dog jacket on the dog, and uh, whatever dog it it's was, all being it, squirrely and it, not 
behave. Oh, totally. <laughs> like it's a this t-shirt. It was barking. It was like growling at people. People were like, this is not service dog. And it was totally out of shape. And it was like, it was like some that would have been like, had, had like a, a lot of allergens. Right. And, uh, like the people Just next in that row it. were like, dude, this is not a service dog. It made a huge deal. And then the flight attendant came up and was like, hey, did you sneak this dog on the plane? Because we didn't see it come through. <laughs> the ticket agent didn't see it come through. And they're like, oh, well, you need to bring it out so then we can check it through. And as soon as this chick walked off the plane, they just shut the door. (laughs) (laughs) It was like the best way to get this this lady off the plane. It was awesome. And everyone's like clapping because it was definitely not a service dog, you know? Uh, Especially if it's been obnoxious and yipping and stuff. Yeah, it was right behind me and I was just like, it was comedy. It was a comedy (laughs) show back there. Felt really bad for the people in the row. Yeah, the folks that had those two dogs, they were very well behaved. Nice. Like they were quiet and they weren't being unruly. It just right. threw me off. I was like, "Oh, yeah. wow, you can do that now." Yeah. So there's gonna be like a si- has to fit into the like the size of the overhead compartment. Um, can your dogs squish down? Into yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All your dogs yeah. together and see if they'll squeeze yeah. in this. I looked rack. it up not too long ago. There's not that many rules to it. There's, so you can yeah, take you can Olaf. Find, you can find it on the Alaska Airlines website, but I couldn't take Olaf. I think he's oversized. Oh, okay. You probably put him in a kennel and he could go down underneath. Yeah. God, that'd be traumatizing yeah. for the poor guy. He would absolutely hate it. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I usually can look out the window with my headgear on. Like, what yeah. the fuck's going on? Yeah. When uh, I think about probably for the first six or seven years of Brooks's life, my dad took her down to Denver and they'd go to Nebraska and go pheasant hunting. I joined them a few times, but yep. And we'd get, get her sedatives for the flight. Oh, yeah. Because she would have a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, there's got to be a better solution. Yeah, well, it's got to be scary as shit to fly from down there. I wouldn't want to fly in the cargo hold, like a dark hole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, and I don't know if the pre- does the pressure yeah, is it pressurized? Yeah, it's pressurized and uh, heated. Okay, it is, okay. It is heated. They have yeah. two different compartments for them, I believe. Okay, my and dog, but my research. dog likes to listen to classical when it's supposed to be pampered. A bit of straw out there. That's funny. Yeah. So, Jake, um, Jake, what's new, dude? You know, not much. Um, just going along with life. I got a current uh, build going on for another plane that I'll be selling here soon. And uh, so you bought, a, on my bought like an investment plane? Yeah. Pull that yeah. up, man. That thing's awesome. Oh, sure. Is it I thought it's Instagram? already for sale. Uh, it is for sale. If someone wants to buy it as a yep. current project, they could do that. Oh, okay, you're um, not all the way done yet? No. I... Uh, uh, just need to finish the panel, finish up painting, and uh, just kind of piece it back together. But uh, I think it's more towards the top, Brandon. Okay. So I want to say, what it's kind on, of plane is it? It's a Kit Fox Model Four. It's oh, one of their maybe. older models. It's on my YouTube. It's not oh. very much on my Instagram. But um, is it the red one? Yeah. Oh, so. right oh yeah, here? there you go. Yeah, and I need to do better about keeping up on the videos. But I got sidetracked with hunting season, and you know. How that goes, but uh, happen. is it a two-man tandem? No, it's side-by-side seating. Oh, okay, yeah, go full screen. Good. Okay. This, this is, is this no, is uh, just an intro. Bowser. Yeah, that's old Bowser. Old Bowser. I've been having a couple people uh, bring that up, and you're definitely the one that gave it the name. <laughs> Bowser. Sure, yeah, sure did. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Have other dudes started naming their plans? 
I don't know if uh, other people do. I'm kind of glad I didn't name it. You know, I don't think you can name your yeah, own. Yeah, you no. can't. Yeah, someone plane, has to name your. Someone has to dub you the name for you. Yeah, well, it's like nicknaming your kids. You don't. It's not like you come up with a nickname before they're born. Yeah, right. it's like they have to come into the world and like a friend or an uncle or a grandmother. Yeah. Somebody has to like find that magic name. Yep. And Bowser fit because that thing's nasty. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's definitely my pride and joy right now. You fit that thing in your garage. The Kit Fox. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I saw that like. The yeah. fuselage, I guess, is what you would call that? Yeah, so yeah. the wings and the fuselage are in the garage right now. Um, I could probably fit any any plane up to maybe a 180 in there right now, but uh, hopefully be able to work on it in a hangar here soon. Yeah. It's black and yellow, isn't it, no? The Kitfox or... Oh, there's another one that's for sale? No, that uh, was a plane that Steve Williams built at Acme, oh, okay. and okay. I was just advertising it for him. Oh, gotcha. Did that yeah. one sell? Uh, I believe he did sell it to a guy down in Florida. Really? Oh, outside of Alaska, huh? Yeah, which is uh, more common than really people buying those newer planes up here. Huh. Yeah. I would have never. So that was a brand new Super Cub. What did it go for? That was 350K. Ooh. And that, yeah. would that be classified as experimental then? Nope. That was a certified plane. Okay. Yeah, Steve does all certified. I mean, he does work on experimentals, and I'm sure he'll build experimentals, but uh, that one was certified, and I think that's kind of just the realm he likes so to be So did in. it have to start on, like, an original Piper yep. then? Okay. Yeah, and I don't know the year of that one, but uh, essentially everything changes on those things when you rebuild them like that. Right. That was a beautiful plane, though. Yeah. Black was, with the yeah. yellow. It looked nice. Yeah, he did a great job. It's probably on, on their page, Brandon, the one I was talking about. The, oh, Ac- the Acme. The Acme, Acme, yeah. Acme yeah. So what kind of bells and whistles did that plane have that um, yours doesn't have? Uh, that one has um, the biggest ones that it has difference is a different panel. So he has the Aero 660 up front, which is your GPS, and then he has dual uh, GI 275s, which is like your attitude, airspeed, altitude altitude everything like that and then an engine monitoring uh-huh and this this new uh smaller system that garmin came up with uh-huh to uh you know like put in smaller planes okay and so that that portion of the plane the panel itself is a big difference mine's more like uh um older style uh-huh except for the g5 i have and then um he has keller flaps on it you don't have keller flaps yet no but it's you're a, gonna get those. I I will eventually. It's uh-huh. a really expensive uh, upgrade, and uh, do you have to put other supports in for those? No, I, I did that when I built okay. it. Yeah, yeah, so I did brace it when I built it, um, which is like different um, panels that you put on the the wing itself, uh-huh. and you rivet them on there, and then um, you. It's just not as much work when you do want to put them on. Uh huh. And then he also put the aluminum lift struts on, which is will reduce weight by like twelve pounds. Okay. He has some other stuff. So on yours are steel? Aluminum. It's just uh, his are hollow. Oh, yeah. okay. Yep. Yeah. Sweet. Mm-hmm. He's got the build up on the TV. Oh, yeah. I thought he posted the final one. Or I know you did on your store. Or maybe if you keep going. Yeah, I can uh, airdrop you a picture of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do that. Go back, though, to the, all the pictures. Sure. Back to the front. Yeah, this plane looks nice. Yeah, how long does it take? How long did it take to build that? Um, I think he said it was like fifteen hundred or sixteen hundred hours. Okay, so three quarters a year. Yeah, and that's where most of your well, I guess so. It's about 
So 150 of the 150k of the price was just man hours, right? Okay, gotcha. So yeah, pure yeah. labor. Yeah, and man, they just take a lot of time, and shop shop fees are expensive, yeah. and so. Did, uh, sorry, go ahead. Are they doing the um, Alaska Airmen's ra- um, raffle again, or not anymore? Um, I think he did look at the contract to do it, and uh, they couldn't sort something out or whatever. And okay. So uh, Carbon Cubs or Carbon Cub is uh, doing another one. Okay. Yep. When when can we get tickets and stuff for that? You think? So you can go on the Alaska Airmen Association's uh, page right now and buy tickets. Okay. For it, All right. Which, yeah. I mean, for something that. You pay 50 bucks for a ticket, and if you win it, and, well, with the Carbon Cubs, it's going to be even more expensive than that yellow and black plane. So, uh-huh. I don't know. If you want to get into flying, you would have an awesome plane, or you'd uh, be able to buy another house or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I wonder how the Carbon would do in a, um event of a collision versus the Luminar. It seems like it, you wouldn't fare as well. So, it's, I mean, a lot of your structural stuff is still, like, the... Original uh, aluminum. It's like the same tubing. I think it's 5130 or something uh-huh. like that tubing for the fuselage and everything like that. A lot uh-huh. of the other parts they have on the wings and, um, you know, like the inside panels and everything is all made out of carbon. So it does lighten it up. That This yellow and black cub was 1169 when they were finished. And those carbon cubs, I want to say that they come in a little over 900 pounds. Oh, wow. So it... uh I mean, with aviation, it's huge to have that weight, you know, reduced. So, you know, it takes a ton off your takeoff and landing. Um, And get better gas mileage. I don't, you know, I don't know how much uh, weight has to do with uh, the fuel efficiency of Uh a a plane. Right. I'm sure it plays something, but. Man, that's cool. When are they going to do, like, the full carbon uh, side-by-sides? Oh, Would you want awesome. that? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a picture of it's it. It's super light. Looks like the it represents the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Well, someone was saying it was like a cat airplane. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cat tractors. Looks yep. like our hockey team. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when my cub looked that nice. Now it's all bloody. and. Does it got the matching yellow on the wheels? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. That's you sick. glue on those little stickers and it'll... Then they're yellow, matching the yellow of the plane. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah, he did an awesome job on that plane, for sure. If you if you want a Cub built for you or you want to learn anything, I would definitely go to Steve at Acme Cub Training. and Yeah, he's awesome. Got to get our reels up. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 So any doctors and dentists out there yeah. you're looking yeah. for a super cub. Yeah, Steve used to that fly us in cool. sheep hunting when I was a kid and and he's an awesome pilot. I I wish I would have like been there for something like that cuz he doesn't do that stuff anymore. He right. just, you know, he trains people and then builds planes, but I I think he would have been a cool guy to hang around yeah. times. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, but next level. Does he continuously build like he's already started on another plane. Yeah, that's yeah, what so, he does. Yeah, he has a he has one that's coming out that's going to be similar to this, but lime green and black. Oh, so he already like in advance. Yeah, he already decides. has a fuselage. He's welding on the fuselage now, and so got it. He'll do a bunch of stuff uh, to that. I want. I don't know. I wonder what he'll do. Well, when we do ours, we'll request the blue and gold. Mm, yeah, blue and gold. Mm-hmm. Be blue sweet. Gold. 
Yeah, I just want to be seen in the air. So you want to go gold <laughs> like or blue? When Jake flew into <laughs> sheep hunting, I couldn't see him. You know, and we're we're yeah. above him, and I can't see him. I'm like, where's he at? You know, even that video that you guys sent me when you when I did come in, I was like, man, you're. It's really hard to see. Oh yeah, it is for sure. Just I wonder what area. is the easiest color. I mean, normally they say like red is yeah. is, but yeah. maybe yellow. White, I think out there in the is. field, white, white, white because everything's so like mute. Yeah, yeah I have yeah. no idea. They're yeah. all hard to see. You gotta go high vis. Yeah, high we, vis. We oh a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our we sweatshirt. A, we have a yellow, a yellow glow in the dark <laughs> that flies in by our moose camp every year. We call him Yellow Plane Guy. And uh, oh, I know that him. thing. <laughs> yeah, that thing you can see coming. You hear it coming for a while. Yeah. And you know you'll hear it, and you and you know it's his plane because it has like the motor sounds a certain way. Because uh-huh. there's other planes that fly around and over, that run up the valley behind us. They're constantly flying in, um, and they're flying high up. And he's yeah. coming in low because his camp his camp isn't far from us. You can see him land and take off, and um, his is pretty noticeable. One because he flies low, so once he like gets past like a certain like way extended tree line uh-huh. you're like looking in the direction and you got your binos and you're like i think it's the yellow plane yeah and then he like crests that tree line and then you can see him from a far away so i think yellow is a yeah, really yellow. good color yeah probably yeah. i mean it might well we can actually like do a, a little trivia here what do you think you think yellow yellow you think yellow is the most i think white man yeah i guess I guess it just all depends on the backdrop. If you're, if a plane's flying into a mountain valley and it's snow, well, we <laughs> and can white, but I think you could still pick out a white plane on uh, yeah. a snow background. Yeah, and it'll shine probably pretty good off of any yeah. light on it on it too. Well, yeah, most white. planes like commercials underneath are what white, or they keep it that silver I think color. So. Yeah, white. Mm-hmm. Google it. The most. Uh, Easiest to see. I wonder um, if I wonder if you did like the high vis y- yellow. You know, I've never yeah. seen a plane that color, but that's got to be easy to see. You know, yeah. what about pilots? Don't want people to see them. Right, right. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's, true. Not see that's true. That's yeah. true. If you're like a trick guy, you know, like a trick. Yeah. Well, you want other player pilots to see you. You just don't want yeah. people yeah. on the ground to For see sure. you. Oh, you know, I was meaning to ask talking about crazy colors. I seen the dude that rides his bike, the fat tire bike, and has the jacket. The entire jacket is, you know, like what they give yeah. the kids in the school reflector. on their back, the reflector. But yeah. the whole jacket, <laughs> like when you see him, you're just man. like, whoa, man, you can see that guy so good. Yeah. But when your lights are off of him, it just looks like a regular, like white. Oh, that's cool. Or whatever, like a light gray yeah. jacket. He's just got scales, just metallic scales. The color green is the most easily picked up during the day. Followed by yellow and blue. Ooh, nice, Brandon. Green, though. Yeah. Green, that's a good one. Yeah, green. You don't see a lot of green planes. I don't know I, how I easy guess green would be if you're flying in a Dark green, like an OD green or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Like the green of your phone? Yeah, yeah. like that would be, yeah. that would be like a really a easy color. like flying through the sky. <laughs> yeah. Or, or like a baby blue. That's another one. I know it seems kind of crazy. You think about like in the mm-hmm. sky. Yeah. But if you see a blue plane flying on a cloudy day yeah. or down low, that's another one. Because we see a ton easy. of cubs fly through a valley behind us, and uh, you can just, like, some of them are easy. Like, the ones that are white with the red on them are another one that seems really easy to yeah. see. Yeah. White with the red lettering yeah. or, or mm-hmm. stripes or something on it. All right. What would be your ideal color? 
what would you like so i I mean i would like a color that people wouldn't be able to see but i'm so cautious that i would be totally go the other way and i wouldn't (laughs) like the color of my plane but i would just do it because i'd be freaked out and i i don't know just on top of my head i kind of like this color this green um but then with like black in it if i had to do that brandon i would do um like the 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 color the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, so like a like a blue with a silver Straight loser color. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing Seahawks <laughs> colors, bro. So I was hopefully, gonna say camo. Hopefully yeah, camo. Camo. Yeah. We'll see you boys in the in the NFC Championship. <laughs> we'll see. I think the Seahawks lost. Yeah, yeah, they got killed by the 49ers. Uh, he's a Giants fan. So oh, you guys are yeah. talking about Giants. Yeah. We got to beat the Niners. We got to beat not, the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Hardcore fan. Neither team like is probably. Yeah. When someone is a hardcore fan, I like to just yeah. root the against Cowboys. them. I didn't even <laughs> know that the Seahawks <laughs> lost until a week later. So I looked it up and I was like, oh, shit. Are you a Seahawks fan? Yeah. yeah whatever. Oh. I'm not really a fan. but uh, Casual? Uh, casual fan? Right. I don't watch any games. so I used to watch football religiously. Yeah. And then kids and family oh totally dude i'm like, I'm like oh this is way shit. better yeah i don't have time to sit around all day saturday and watch college no. and all oh, day sunday dude. and watch pros sit inside is like oh man it's like prison no. i will watch the super bowl just because i yeah. got i like to put yeah, money cool. on the numbers oh like yeah the number numbers boards do we numbers? have do we have a hookup on that this year yeah, there's a few out there all right we'll talk about it. after the show yeah oh, yeah it's just for candy bars right yeah twix what's twix or kit kat the no reese peanut butter cups that's the next level one. Okay. Ooh, I was gonna say I'm not yeah. even in that board. Then. That's the yeah. hundo square one. Yeah, hundo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to get on that. Um, so Jake, you have a new business going on. <laughs> Do I have a new business? Yeah. Oh, I thought about opening something up, but uh, he's in the reels business, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is there something <laughs> else to that? I mean. Did you have a business idea? Or is, it, or is this something that we want to talk about? Yeah, about yeah, it? yeah I'll talk Maybe about it. Maybe episode 201. I'll talk about it <laughs> just because. Jake's Reels so, Company? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh, Alaska Super Cup Solutions. And um, basically it's like if you. You got a website yet? No. Oh, okay. Uh, right. It's basically I have a logo and uh, application and for a part 135 which a part 135 basically allows you to transport people in an aircraft and like bring them to do stuff and oh you know okay there's so many rules with the FAA but but that part 135 allows you to do these things so um it would be like uh you would come to me and we would um basically create your adventure in Alaska right out of the super cub so wow yeah so you would be like hey i want to do these things we have three days like which direction can we go and you know we'll piece it together we'll talk about it and then we'll like execute said plan but it's all based out of the super cub and it's all based on like oh you want to follow like the bush pilot life or whatever (laughs) and um so you would hire me and we would go adventure and do that stuff together and it could be one day it could be seven days you know it could be however long you want to do it as long as i can be there right sure weather permitting yeah weather permitting everything and the plane's good and then uh, eventually grow it into like we'll have two planes so you know a husband and a wife can go on an adventure and basically you instead of coming to alaska and like driving to cal to Taukina and going fishing on the Kenai or, or something like that. You hop in the cub with me and we go like 
actually see a lot. Yeah, of do some sure. real shit. Yeah, yeah some That's of the amazing stuff idea. that like we had talked that Jake had talked about is because you're like into the wings. Mm-hmm. The what are they called again? The wing. Oh, speed flying, speed flying, yeah. and then mm-hmm. you know pack rafting. Then there's all these things yeah. that you know Jake knows how to do. That someone that has a passion for adventure can yeah. be like, okay, well, can we include this in the trip too? And you can make an Jake, epic Jake, package, right? And Jake can make like a custom package mm-hmm. for whatever adventure they want, low key or like tons of adventure, hike the mountain you know do the speed wing or or go pack rafting or whatever it is it, it just seems like such a rad um idea for someone that's come up to alaska and wants to go on a real adventure except it's booked the 7th august 7th to the 15th yeah, that's so right. so <laughs> the idea behind the company is i was i'm so tired of hearing younger pilots like me younger commercial pilots like me that are like, well, I can't do the things that I want to do. I can't get these jobs, bush flying and everything like that. And I just kind of want to take a risk on some of the younger guys. And uh, I would give them that job. Like I would be a facilitator. Alaska Super Cup Solutions would be a facilitator for those guys to take these people out and do these adventures. And like they're young, they're, you know, they're motivated. They want to get out there. They want to do cool stuff. They want to make smart decisions, you know. And there's a bunch of guys that I know that would join and be like, yeah, I want to be a part of that. And um, so it's not necessarily for me to take out these guys and everything like that. Obviously, I'll have to start it and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, ignite the company. But um, it's a lot of it's for the younger pilots. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then people want to come up here and venture. I think that's a really solid way to come and venture. Yeah, what a cool twist on on Alaskan experience. Yeah. 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 What do you think's uh one of the major obstacles? Major obstacles is the FAA. Um you can so a part one thirty five can be like three different things, I believe. You can be a single pilot, you can be a basic, and then there's one other one. Um and that allows you a certain amount of pilots and you so like obviously single pilot is the first one I applied for and then you can apply for basic and I think it allows like three planes or something. I need to do the research. I don't know the absolute correct numbers but um basically applying for those and getting those is the the biggest obstacle and what i would really like to do is have everyone have their own single pilot so they have their own company right uh, and uh, alaska super cup solutions is there is the umbrella got it so like distributors kind of style yeah but uh i've I applied for my part 135 like a year and a half ago and I'm number 66 on the list, I think. What'd you start at? I think it was like 79 oh, or 80 wow, or something. It's, that it's slow? so freaking slow there. Wow. I don't I don't know what's slow about it. It seems like they don't want to create business, mm-hmm. but um, we just find you want to it. Can we like drop off a couple cases of the double shovel there? I or? wish. I wish I could. Yeah, are they local or um the faa obviously is federal but there is a local branch yeah and the, are that is that who you're dealing with i don't know who i'm dealing with oh yet. yeah mm-hmm. yeah they gave they gave me a like point of contact and everything like that but it's like oh here's your point of contact your number 66 on the list we'll contact you when yeah. we're ready ah, bummer it sounds like getting a boat slip 
Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was just thinking that. Yeah. You want my mom to call? Oh, She's yeah. Pretty yeah. And she has empanadas too. Yeah, she comes through with empanadas. Spicy margaritas. Like, we need to bump Jacob. I, I, I pulled up the, I guess, definition of a Part 135. Operators are the best safety wise. Pilots are required to have a minimum of 500 total flight hours, 100 cross country flight hours, and 25 night and cross country flight hours. How many hours do you have? I have like 300 and something, so I don't I don't have tons, but uh, yeah, I feel like I mean I'll get to actually I have like 400 or something, but um, well, if you fly I'll to Arizona to that for and, your trip, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 you yeah. fly, you yeah. fly a lot. I I feel like I fly a lot. It's like 100 like hours it. a year or something like that. It, I guess it's not that much compared to a lot of people, especially that work and do it. Yeah, but yeah. um, uh, like. The younger guys that I'm talking about, like they're building up to get to that 500 hours. Well, I also want like a a cub for them so they can like pull gear in, right? They mm. don't so they can do can do two planes, two planes as long as they're not carrying people, mm-hmm. and they have a commercial pilot's license, which they can get at 250 hours. Then they can build that time and just haul gear for me too. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. yeah, there's ways to get more hours build these guys up, right? So. What um did you have to have your instrumentation reading for the commercial or Yeah, so you have to well you can do it VFR commercial, but you might as well go uh private pilot, IFR and then commercial. Okay. And then you get your part one thirty five uh criteria too. Okay. That's the plan. Sweet. Maybe. That's a good we'll plan. Thanks man. for sharing. Yeah. 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 Um I think Jack might have like touched on it once that you had something up your sleeve mm-hmm. about it um, a while back, but uh, I didn't know that exactly that that's what it was. But that's really cool, man. I mean, you're right about the the tourist. I guess like the general, you know, you fly in, you jump on the boat or the train, maybe you yeah. know, or and, and you know, you can go to Talkeetna and, and and jump on a flight and you go check out a glacier that kind of gets you out there to see something cool, but. Yours is a customized. Well, yeah, it's very personal. It's you and yeah, you and I. An intimate. And we're, we're figuring out what we want to do, and like things will change obviously mm-hmm. as you're going out and doing these things. It's not just like a group of you guys hop in a, you know, a turbine Beaver and go fly yeah. around Denali. Well, it's you and me going and flying around Denali. Well, and it brings me to a thought. Uh, Billy Malls, we we interviewed him um, a few weeks back, and. You know, he said there was something really unique about a one-on-one guided experience versus, say, like a father-son mm-hmm. or husband-wife. You know, there's something about a unique experience in yeah. the in the outdoors or an adventure when yeah. you're just with a guide. Right. Yeah. And you don't know each other that well. Mm-hmm. You know, the client's relying 100% on the guide. Right. The guide's expected to know what he's doing. Yeah. You know, so it is a cool twist on it like you get to really give somebody something they'll truly never forget yeah as an experience yeah and i think uh them like sitting down and looking at a map or something like that and like this list of ideas and they get to pick what they want to do and Mm. you know they have this idea when they come into alaska of what all the things they want to do and well we just execute that plan Yep. Yeah. Would it be seasonal? Fantastic. Or do you think you do some stuff in the winter? Do some stuff in the winter. Obviously, there's, you know, like the November through January is a, a tough time to get out. But yeah, you could do uh, like day trips and stuff like that. I mean, the, I think the coolest trip I've been out on with Jake was in February 
we we flew just south of denali park and we went uh ptarmigan hunting and i mean you were seeing a part of alaska that you just can't access other than the plane and and then just like the it was really cool to see like the skill level and the know-how that the the pilots have to have to land in 10 feet of snow yeah. you know the, the mm. snow was over the moose's bat the moose bat moose's the moose backs yeah. um as the they were flying over yeah yeah it was unbelievable and uh i mean jake had to come like we, he had uh, skis on so he had to pack down the runway a few times and then when he landed he had a turn like in a figure eight shape and um or like a six i guess and then come back with that momentum and get back on his tracks or we would have been stuck um so it, it was really cool to, stuck, like, and then do we, even do? we went we yeah we we had snowshoes and we went ptarmigan hunting beautiful day and uh so cool. i mean it was a once in a lifetime kind of trip for most people and luckily we have jake but um yeah it was so super cool so i think there's a lot of cool stuff to do in the winter like and i don't know how legal it would be but you could like drop drop back country skiers you know and stuff oh, like yeah. that too ski different spots yeah yeah, I think as long as you have your part 135 and you might need some sort of safety, you know, criteria to drop off skiers or something like that. But yeah. it would be part of your company. It wouldn't necessarily be part of the flying right. part of it. But yeah, you could do one-on-one -on -one ski trips where we load up your skis, you hop in the back, we land on top of a mountain and you rip down and pick you up and do a couple laps. Yeah. Sign me up. Load up the auger. Yeah, just need to get yeah. that Abbey there training first. Yeah. The old ice, ice auger. fishing. Oh yeah. Oh get, yeah, that'd be great. Off on some lakes. Yeah, get some she fish. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That'd be pretty fun. Maybe we'll test it out. Yeah. We need to, yeah. 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 Get See everyone out there. Yeah. Have you ever flown over to Lake Lake Clark or Iliamna? I've been in that area, yeah. Yeah. I think it would be I think that's a trip that I'm gonna do this summer and I'm gonna just try and spend two weeks over there. Oh, I've never been out there, man. I want to. Yeah, maybe that's when the kids will go to uh, their moms or grandmas in Arizona. I'll just go with you. Yeah, we'll just go hang out there. <laughs> I feel like there's so many like sandbars you can just land out there. Oh and just, yeah, like, toss a fly and dude, it'll be so fast. Yeah, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Cool. Barney Sports Chalet. Supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. Barney specializes in supplying hunters with the absolute best Alaskan-proven gear on the market for some of nature's most rugged and demanding terrain. Whether you're headed to the remote volcanic islands of the Alaska Peninsula in search of a brown bear, or the shale-infested glacial valleys of the Brooks Range for dull sheep, it is critical you choose the right gear for your dream hunt. Don't miss Barney's exclusive brand, Frontier Gear of Alaska, Tested from the high mountains of Tajikistan to the extreme conditions of Alaska, these products were designed for high performance and durability. Frontier Gear was derived from decades of experience hunting big game in Alaska. Paired with other top brands, it provides you the absolute best gear selection anywhere in the world. Stop in at Barney Sports Chalet in Anchorage on Northern Lights or check out their custom website and reference tool at barneysports.com. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers BHA is the voice of our Alaska public lands, waters, and wildlife. From national level policy work to engagement with boots on the ground projects from Kotzebue to Ketchikan, BHA performs public land cleanups, hunting and fishing clinics, and community education to help take your game to the next level. BHA's community-minded goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping wild lands wild and fostering the next generation of sportsmen and women 
for years to come. Make sure to follow BHA Alaska for upcoming events, local brewery pint nights, and more. Stand up for Alaska public lands and waters by supporting the Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Join us today at backcountryhunters.org. The Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day because honestly, there's always something good on deck. And guys, listen, this is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture. They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords, while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at thetreehouseak.com, and remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. At Total Truck, you can find brands such as ARE, RSI Smart Caps, Goose Gear, iCamper, Front Runner, Rigid Lights, Rhino Linings Bed Liners, and everything you need to outfit your truck or SUV. Alaska Overlander provides 4x4 vehicles and expedition trailers custom modified for Alaskan adventures and outfitted with rooftop tents, fridges, and all the camping and cooking gear you need to start exploring. Visit them at alaskaoverlander.com. Did you, did you fall on some ice? Yeah, it was ice. Yep. It was hockey. Fill on oh, my, it was a hockey game? Fell on my... Uh, Cossacks, I guess. Cossacks. Yeah. Cossacks. Yeah, dude. It's the only time I feel it now is this chair, and it's like when I lean back, the chair's so comfortable, and it must just like there's. You know. You know what we'll do? Just stuff around. We'll get you a donut. You know what? Just no. You know what we on? need? Are so there's these Vermont folk rocker chairs. They're unbelievable. So they're like a rocking chair. But so you would think like, oh, it's going to be rigid and super hard. But what they do is they. Um, they build the frame of it and then in between are all these like blocks and the blocks are connected with with um each side like one third the way through is um connected with a rope that goes all the way through so it becomes like kind of like a malleable chair and these wood like block tension. chairs are like the most comfortable thing to sit in wood but uh chairs? yeah i sat in one last night and it, it was unbelievable pull it up vermont yeah. rocking chair uh, it's called the Vermont Folk Rocker. Like, Vermont. and I thought the name was pretty legit too. Folk, like, like folk music. Oh, F O L. Yeah, there oh, it folk, is. Folk, folk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There they are. <laughs> we have to paint them bright white. Man, they're a good-looking chair, though. Uh, was that iced tea on the porch? Ooh, was there iced tea down in Bama? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I thought you meant the real iced tea. He could afford these chairs, <laughs> but you see each of those squares, uh -huh. th those all move. Uh, so each of them, oh, okay. e the, the horizontal ah, sections stupid. of those are all just roped together. So they just kind of will, will Got it. adjust like moves. Yeah. each little piece will adjust to your body. Um, super comfortable chair. Um, I would, uh, they're, they're oh, a work man, of art, take man. Me home. These ones right here. Fancy. Tanner, you're breaking. I don't want that chair. Look at the that. Vermont <laughs> folk rocker one. 
but you could that. get whatever type of wood and they're you know sanded and mm. like the edges are kind of beveled and they're they're really legit dude and you're a folk rocker which yeah so oh, we'll tell homie on in the connect to build one. Oh yeah <laughs> all right Josh Nix. We'll tell him at the meet party. Yeah. We'll bring pictures and be like, yeah. hey, we need this. We need four of these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this might take yeah. a while, boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It would be fun building one. It just might take what, a while. What connects it together? Some kind of wire? They use. They just run rope. So it's a contiguous oh. rope. So they put a knot on one side and then just run it. Does it go through? Yeah, it goes, underneath? it goes across the frame. So through the edge of the frame, through the top side of the blocks, like okay. one third of the way down, and then through the edge of the the other side of the frame, and then it loops back, kind of uh-huh. like you know tying it through yeah. those same blocks. Okay. So anyway, it's really comfortable. I've never seen that. My neighbor has one, and I, I'm pretty much going to move in. So she, they don't know yet, but that's good. You know, I've been known to burn a camp chair. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's some good kindling yeah. right there. Yeah, it would be a good camp. <laughs> yeah, you just need to maybe cut the price by. Uh, we don't have room for those chairs. Ninety nine percent for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a lifetime chair. <laughs> how much are they? They, they were thirty six hundred on there. Oh, I had no geez. idea how much they cost until we saw. I was holy, like, holy that's shit! That's what I they said, cost. Yeah, that was the most expensive chair I ever sat in. Now, oh my God. <laughs> I think. Yeah, we'll Whoa, was it worth it? Yeah. <laughs> Anything's when I your back so. hurts or your so. your, your, your whatever your coccyx certain dude anything else you just get one chair <laughs> you just know. bring it everywhere does it yeah. fold up no I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> just have Anchorage yoga or something even good to go yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just need one chair my kids can stand that's true <laughs> how did you Vermont what folk rocker folk, folk rocker folk, yeah. folk rocker I want to talk about the bear the bear that could have been. The bear that could have been whole Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. Oh, yeah. yeah. My buddy Jeremy, who was at the hunt with me, named him Frank the Tank. Um, he oh, definitely was a tank. He was running down the street naked. Second. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Wrestling <laughs> 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 <one> blue. <laughs> no, um, where was it? Oh, yeah, I mean oh. this bear. Uh, a little backstory there. Yeah. You were in Upper Huffman. Yeah, Upper Huffman. Uh, you and a couple of buddies. <laughs> yeah. Now, this was strictly archery, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess to start the story, yeah, like uh, we made stocks on um, five bears in this trip. And um, we finally get close to this guy. Um, and uh you know guys or the other guys are like hey do you want to shoot it with a rifle and uh you know we we could have killed this bear within uh you know we were within 200 yards of him for a couple hours so we 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 could have had this bear dead and uh you know what would you guys what, are, what were you using for a rifle uh he, they both had 4570s lever action 4570s oh, okay. to back me up um and just like the best quote of the um whole trip before i start the story was uh we should have killed that bear with a rifle and that wasn't me saying that or we could have killed that bear with a rifle and my buddy taylor spoke to me like hey that's not what we're here for like, <laughs> that's right yeah, yeah that's, that's right like nice. the type gangsta of guy sh- like yeah talking about gangsta shit yeah and uh it takes, okay. it takes a lot of uh, i mean discipline to yeah I'm sure it yeah. crossed your mind, huh? Um, 
yeah, it kind of did. I mean, it's a bear of a lifetime. It, it's a bear of a lifetime for sure. Uh, and it, it did a little bit. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm not, a, I'm not a big old pussy. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm, I'm staying yeah. by my values. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Was it a draw? It was a draw. So it's a, so I drew a, a Kodiak brown bear tag, uh, this last year and, um, we made it there in November and we had, uh, eight days to hunt. Uh, we landed with Seahawk air. Um, it was a spot that, uh, a couple, I knew a couple guys that had already been in this spot. Uh, a guy I grew up with in Valdez and, um, this landed. year they've been there or in the they past? were there. We landed and uh-huh. they exchanged out with us. Oh, we that's cool. Oh, wow. Swatched. Yeah, swips, you know, swipped out. Yep. Yeah, did they get a bear? Uh, they did get a bear. They got a, I guess, a pretty decent nine footer. Um, I didn't get to see it because the guy had been there. That guy had been there for twenty one days. Oh wow! And so halfway Jeez. through, they, uh, he brought in another buddy and then got the bear out and everything like that. Why? Why did he stay for so long? So he wasn't supposed to be there. Um, He's retired that long. Yeah, he wasn't supposed <laughs> to be there that long, but uh, all of October in Kodiak was just the worst yeah. weather you could what? think of. Yeah, and so um, he, got he was there for in. like another six days or extra six oh, okay. days or something. And I even talked to guys that were there for extra ten days. Oh man! The weather. So it was brutal. I mean, they showed up to the airport and they looked like they had just got mauled by a bear. Really? Yeah, they, they were in miserable? rough shape. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we land there and uh what are we doing? At least you can kill some deer for meat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh we get there and uh we set up camp and everything like that. And uh it's going good, weather's great. And uh we go out and we were just gonna scout for a little bit, see if we could see a bear, you know, out there and uh we didn't see any bear but we had a deer come in immediately. A nice buck following a doe, um, which they do that time of year. Yeah. And he came within 25 yards, so I laid an arrow into him because it was the same day, you know, yeah. Kodiak, you can same day deer hunt. And uh, killed him, just a, a smaller buck, but Got good a Great meat. start, though. Yeah, great start. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, did it have a name? It did not have a name. Bucky, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> little Bucky. <laughs> he was a little six point. I, I think his name was like Goner. Yeah, yeah Goner. <laughs> dinner. Dinner. Yeah. Call him Uno. <laughs> Someone else's dinner. <laughs> and like the first opportunity we had at a bear was the next day after like our tent tent collapsed due to like sixty five mile an hour winds and. It was just rough, and we get out of the tent, and, like, tent's all beat up and stuff, you know. And I look up on the hill, and um, not even 100 yards away, there was a bear. I could see its back cresting over a hill. And uh, he kind of comes around. Yeah, it comes really around close. and uh, doesn't know we're there, but the wind's perfectly wrong. So we just watch him. I knew he was going to spook eventually. He gets within, I think he was within 250 yards, and we didn't make a move on him or anything like that. And he smells us and books it. It's like, okay, sweet. And Did he rest. just run or just kind of turned yeah, the Yeah, nose way. up, smelt it, gone Yeah, type of deal. And then um, how big was that bear, you think? I would I would say he's in, in the nines, the yeah. nine to ten foot range. He was. He didn't have like that. He was like long and lanky. Oh yeah, yeah, not but not really like out. not filled out, and he didn't have that like kind of swagger to him, uh, you know. But yeah. he he was a nice bear, and like super brown, super mm. like 
a, yeah. a really pretty color and like you can tell he was really thick fur too yeah yeah and then um the next opportunity we had a at a bear um was it was we were in there was this lagoon right and we were camping right next to the lagoon and we we traveled up uh, right next to the ocean or right next to the lagoon and, uh, my buddy jeremy looks across and uh he's like oh there's there's a bear and he was feeding or whatever and um and at per, at first it was like uh oh well we don't have an opportunity at this bear just because it's across the lagoon we can't get to it but that bear starts traveling down which is kind of crazy because this is, shows you how quickly it can move and yeah. like how quick they can change their mind on right. what they want to do and it travels it just starts getting up and starts traveling and it travels two miles. We travel two miles along with it mm -hmm. to the point where the lagoon hits the ocean and it's a, you know, the narrow stream or whatever mm -hmm. that a lagoon has. And it comes right across and we have an opportunity at this bear. And, uh, it's like, sweet. We get within 300 yards and it's, it's the beach. And then, you know, like the high rise of the beach that comes yep. up in the grass. Yeah, or like the high water line kind of thing. Yeah, high water yeah. line. And then it, it comes down into like a little swampy area. Well, the bear's in the swampy area and we're on the beach. Perfect. The perfect opportunity. Well, uh, wind was good? Wind was good. It was kind of like a, it was like a little cross. Uh-huh. But it, like the bear wasn't going to smell us or anything. Anyways, we're hiking along and uh, those guys are behind me. And I, what happened was, and I don't, I don't mean to call those guys out, but this is what happened. They and they're like newer to hunting. Newer hunting. This right. is the first. Yeah. One of them, first animal was killed on this trip, and the other one was first blacktail killed right, on this right. trip. And it's not. I'm not trying to dog them or yeah, anything yeah. like that because they're they definitely awesome learned. Guys. Yeah. Um, they were up on the top of the that little shell oh, and looking trying to for get that a bear, trying to get a peek of that oh, bear and that bear picked him out right away. Yep. And it, it's almost it like skylining yourself. That's way, exactly right? what happened. And they yeah. got skylined, <clears throat> you know, and then uh, we get back to the packs and they're like, Hey, you know, sorry, we, if we mess that up, it's like, let's just keep going. Yeah. You know, it's all good. More adventure to come. Mm -hmm. Yeah. More adventure to come. Exactly. And, uh, I think it was the next day. We saw another small bear that wasn't even worth uh, going after that was on that deer kill that uh, I had killed. And um, we found some other bucks for those guys to kill. Really nice bucks. Uh, Taylor made a probably one of the best shots I've ever seen on an animal, which is kind of rare. Or maybe it's, I don't know, maybe be beginner's luck or Taylor's just a freaking rock solid dude so he can do good at anything. But uh, he laid a perfectly good shot and a really nice buck, which is cool that was his first animal was a really nice blacktail. And then another deer or another buck came out right when uh, that other one laid down chasing that other. This one's does. Uh, like they're oh, wow. so in the rut. It's yeah, insane yeah. how stupid they get. Yeah. yeah. And fun uh, watching them, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, like, how did you not know that we just killed your buddy? Yeah. Well, he's just so horny that he can't. Yeah, he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Score. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to score. Less, <laughs> less competition. So Jeremy yeah. lays that one down. Um, <laughs> and then the next day, we do the same route where we went uh, along the ocean. 
And I and think, didn't you have some weather days in between here too? Yeah, there's like, there's some tent days. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to hit the highlights. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, there's definitely tent. There was one tent day, and definitely some uh, rough nights. Yeah, for wind wise and rain wise. Yeah, pretty sleep uh, sleepless. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't find out till the end of the trip, but those guys had earplugs the whole time. I was the only one rolling uh, without earplugs. So I was the only one getting up when the tent was. Uh, breaking down. <laughs> They're uh, just kind of a joke at the logs. end of the trip. Yeah. They're just knocked out. <laughs> we didn't even know what was going yeah, on. Yeah. Um, but uh, this guy, we were hiking along the ocean. We had found a, a whale vertebrae. We had found the whale mm. skull and like a bunch of cool stuff on the beach. And we had thought like this was our last day um, to, to, you know, execute a, uh, a bear killer still have enough time to get it back yeah to and camp still get it back to thing. camp yeah and uh we look up and we're, i just see them on the rise and you know they're like two miles away it's like okay well we can make that happen sort of like you know the yeah. deer that we've been to oh we see a deer on the mountains like we're going let's go yeah let's yep. go and uh so we get pretty close and i think we're you know a mile away or something like that and taylor breaks out the spotting scope and we look at them for a while and they're they're just moseying around it's that sow and a cub and then old frank the tank and it's just a monster bear yeah you look at them in the yeah, spotting scope with the um with the sow and the cubs too yeah you you look at him and it's like all right that's that's what kodiak bear oh yeah you know, this is that, like, like the biggest bear i've ever seen it's definitely <laughs> the biggest bear i've ever like encountered and in real life, it probably was even <clears throat> even that much more magnificent, right? Yeah, I you mean, just when you got yeah. to that two hundred yard mark, I mean, yeah. that, he must have looked monstrous at that yeah. point. Yeah. So there's that sow, dude. She's huge too. She's a. She's I mean, a big that's bear a monster too. bear. Yeah. Like she yeah. looks like a boar. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah. you see him, you're like, oh wow, oh, okay. No. There's yeah. a difference. Yeah. But I mean, still he, he though, if, like if she was the first one you saw, you would it'd be enough to. Get you'd, a closer you'd look. Go after that bear, yeah. if it was alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You'd yeah. go after that bear if it was alone for sure. I mean, just look. Yeah, wow. But um, so we're a mile away or whatever. Winds, winds, pretty much perfect. We're we're spooking deer as we're going along, and we were seeing like fifty or sixty deer a day. It yeah, was insane. But uh, we get into. I want to say we were uh, five or six hundred yards away from him, and it was kind of this spot where it was like, all right, well, we need to make a decision from here to wrap around and get to them but there was two different ways it was either go to the bluff side or go the hillside and the hills there in that area aren't very large so the bluff side would have been perfect for wind but that sow ended up breaking away from him and going to the bluff side so we couldn't stop we could no longer stalk that bluff side without spooking her yeah in that cub so we chose to go uh, the opposite way, which is a little iffy on the wind, but the wind was still um, pretty good. And there was this hill, so like this hill that he was on, bedded on. Yeah. <laughs> you guys like that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just give me zoned in the yeah. And there I was. Yeah. There, there was this hill that he was bedded on, which thankfully he oh decided to bed God. down. <laughs> That bear is so big. He's a tank. And um, for people that can't see, there's there's no neck or ears on this bear. <laughs> it just goes body to snout. Yeah. 
The, the, when I say a snout looks like a coffee can, that. Yeah. It's like Sammy Sosa bear. Like no neck. Toilet's doing the steroids. I mean, oh, the, yeah. face, fully the face yeah. structure yeah. of like Bear the eye socket hormone. to yeah. the cheek. Ronnie Coleman yeah. on yeah. all the juice. Yeah. Yeah. And the the ears are already gone and on the side of its face, basically. And yet his like this part, you know, the, Look the at eye. His eyes, how, how close his eyes are together. Yeah. And he, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's truly like direct. And the hump is yeah. so massive. Massive. Yeah. It's like you get your binos all the way folded in. Yeah, that yeah. is like how it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some 50, 50 mils too. Just some. <laughs> Go ahead, Jake. Sorry, man. That thing's no just it's a no, big I mean, it's a big specimen. He, he's definitely something to be looked at for sure. Yeah, special. But we made a move on him, uh, and it was kind of like a bold move. So uh, there was the hill that he was on, a little swampy area, and then uh, uh, the hill that we stalked him to, and. So, like, we'll just say, like, there's a south side and a north side um, of, like, the area that we stalked him to. So, we at first came up on the south side, and that was the best for wind and, um, you know, what we thought would get close to him. Because we originally thought he was on this hill and not the further hill, you know, Mm -hmm. the hill that we were stalking him from. And uh, we get up there, we spot him, he's just snoozing. How far away is he now? He's, uh, I ranged him at 226. Okay. So, you know. Really close. Yeah, really close. And uh, we're sitting there. I was like, well, there's no way I can get to this bear. You know, just because he's looking pretty much directly at us, kind of quartering past us. But um, I'm like, hey, do you got that predator call? Let's see if we can get him to at least stand up Mm -hmm. and move our way. Like a rabbit or something? Like Yeah, it was like, yeah, little Mm -hmm. rabbit call. Or death rabbit or whatever. Yeah. And uh, we give that a rip, and he just lifts up his head, looks at us, and doesn't even care, lifts it, or lays his head right back down. He <laughs> he did not give one shit about it. And I wonder if he just knew that what we – maybe he had seen us moving or, you know, seen us from a distance or something, and he knew that we were around he wasn't going to get up. But I guess later on – with his reaction, maybe he didn't know that we were there at all, but, um, he doesn't move. So I'm like, all right, well, let's go around the backside of this hill and see if we can get, get him from the other way. And that's just like, we're getting bold here, you know, like the wind's not going to be that great. I'll try and get into, you know, bow range of him. Almost forcing it, like almost having to force it. I had, yeah. Yeah. I just made the decision. I'm going to, you know, try and get in on this bear. Make it happen. Maybe you get lucky, you know, mm-hmm. um, last day, right? Definitely. And uh, so I come around the other side of the hill, and we're at like 150 yards now, and it's basically the rest of it's no cover for another um, 100 yards to get to cover to where I know I can shoot him. Like, I'm like, if I get there, I can shoot him. And uh, so I'm like, I'm going to press up. You guys just follow me, like stay on my tail. You guys are my only defense right now. And uh, so I start moving, and I get like 25 yards into it. And I look back, and those guys are still at the hill, just like watching me or whatever. I'm like, fucking get on my ass right now. You know? <laughs> Do you not it, carry a pistol, too? Uh uh-uh, not in that situation. Not in that? Okay. No. Just lighten Relying on the boys. Yep. Which, uh, so it, 
they finally creep up to me and we get to the, like the middle of the swampy spot and we're at a hundred yards now. And, uh, he's laying there snoozing, no idea that we're there. And I take one step and it, it's that swampy squish, you know, yeah, that makes yeah. that like kind of, like yeah. And he just lifts his head and locks oh, eyes with graphic. me. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like we <laughs> lock eyes. And, second. Yeah. And he sits there and stares at me for a minute. And, uh, like, I'm trying to be as still as possible. Oh, and he just gets God. up, like, lumbers up, you know, and uh, trots off. It's like, fuck, you Damn. know, 100 yards. Yeah. But uh, in hindsight, it's like, I think I would have, I would have, I talked to other, you know, like, traditional bow hunters that my dad knows, like Earl and stuff yeah. like that. Like, why didn't you take off your shoes? Why didn't you just? grab a rifle and go solo you know with the bow and you would add your own protection and um you know i i think about those things now and i i should have done stuff like that yeah yeah i feel like those guys learned the same way i did yeah well and there's a sense of like camaraderie you know yeah that we kind of have when we go out and yeah i mean i'm sure you wanted them to be with you and you know outside of protection too so it's like you're not thinking about that yeah, I, I mean, I guess I just, without them there, right, I just picture an arrow being placed into the bear yeah, and him not fucking liking that. Yeah, yeah. And he knows exactly where it came oh, from. Oh, totally. You know? Oh, I'd want a guy right no, on my hip. Yeah, yeah you need mm-hmm. someone there with uh, with archery. Yeah. So, uh, and it, it, you can't, like, trust someone to, like, line up at 100 yards or 200 yards and protect no. you and shoot no. in your direction. It's yeah. just... It's almost yeah. like you got to practice that move. If you're going to do where you said bring the rifle, yeah. like you'd have to be like, and then immediately like oh, drop yeah. the bow mm-hmm. and Which be ready. Which is the opposite of what you want. Because you want to be ready right. to land another one, right? You well, want to still. Or be still. Yeah, be yeah, still. You, know, you, wanna, yeah. you want that, you know, the silence of the bow and the quietness of archery is, uh, you know, for predator hunting is a huge part. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, think I wouldn't want to be immediately rushing towards a rep weapon where he turns around and sees you catches me. Brown bears go that. towards you. Yeah. If yeah. you move. Yeah. In, in our, well, that's what they say in archery. Yeah. You know, I've seen plenty of them get shot at close range. Oh, and they yeah. bolt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the way you're explaining your story, which amazing story, by the way, Jake, well done. Yeah. Thanks. Like that was, if you've seen enough videos on TV or, or YouTube, as he's explaining it, you can really envision like the rise on the beach and the mm-hmm. grass and the, yeah. those those alders and the swamps, like what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So I was like really entrenched in that. Like you almost reading me a book there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ideal situation in that is that uh, you need to have that forty five seventy like right with you. Yeah. Like so. So now Jake and protective shooter would have to like take their shoes off. it's almost like you going in there with a cameraman yeah like a lot of hunters yeah. do and film their hunts like it would be a lot to yeah. get that close with multiple guys and the communication but you could see like the trainees in too in those videos it's mm-hmm. open yeah oh, totally and really i and open. i feel like how you told your story i just remember my thought was that i think he maybe had a, a sense of your presence well, definitely after that predator called it off, you know, he knew something was in the area, but yeah, the way he acted when he laid his head back down, I just don't think he gave a shit, but he got up and he was like, that's a person right there. Yeah. And, and that's what I know. meant by like, maybe him hearing that call or somewhere in, 
in the process he caught yeah. something and was aware of you but not intimidated or scared of it yeah it was that when he heard that squish sound that close that he was like whoa that's closer than i yeah then it's comfortable right yeah and pops up yeah. and looks well, i just feel like they have a great sense of like when shit's around yeah i think big apex predator like that he can feel when a environment's not right well they would uh you didn't when, get that big for nothing. Yeah, when they would lay down, they would lay down back into the wind, and they would just stare out and s scan the horizon. Uh, yeah, it it was pretty cool that they just like they were looking out for other bears too. You know? Mm. Oh sure. So I isn't bear viewing just a amazing thing to watch? Yeah, they're cool creatures to watch for sure. I, I've I've fallen in love with it. I, I it's become my favorite thing to do. Not necessarily to take one, but just if you just get to see a bear, that's a win. Yeah. Because they're really actually not that easy to find. But then if you get a chance to watch one and watch its behavior and what it does, I mean, that's just as fulfilling as, as actually taking one. I mean, it is really yeah. amazing you got that close to such an amazing creature. It didn't go exactly the way you wanted, but you went through all the steps, yeah. man. Yeah. You did yeah. the process. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely bow hunting right there, right? Oh, I, I could have killed that bear you should be 30 proud. times for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. You but should be proud. I, it sounds like you did an amazing job. And those Kodiak bears, I mean, they move fast and far, really, you know. Those big mm -hmm. ones yeah. like that, they're smart. Yeah. yeah. No, they, they, they're old. No. You know, from being dumb. Yeah. What's yeah. a bear? What's a bear that big? What's his age? I don't know. That's a good question. He's 15, that, 15 uh, yeah. years I plus, bet something at least like that. 12. You know, what What do you think? That's like a 10 and a half plus foot bear. So I talked to a guy that used to um, assistant guide in that area. And um, he talked to the guide as well. And apparently the guide knew this bear. Oh, really? Yeah. They, what they, they had him? been trying to hunt with him. I don't know what they named him. But they were saying over 10 and a half, possibly 11 and 30 inches. Wow. Yeah. And they've been trying that's to get this one. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's it was quite away from there, a ways away from their area. Yeah. So. What did they call it? I don't know what they called them. The yeah. biggest bear ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just a, uh, last month, really close to this, I was on a ridge and a, a big bear, not as big as this one, came up on my right side, down below, and it was like out of nowhere. It's like, hey, where's my dad? Calling everyone on the radios. Gideon's out hunting just a little further up the ridge than I was, maybe like 400 yards. And this thing just like the wind was good. It was at the bottom of the drainage. Went up past me, thankfully, because I was getting a deer on top. And then um, then I get a call on the radio like five minutes later. And it's like, hey, uh, Jack, just want to let you know that uh, Gideon winded the bear. and The bear's coming right for you. Nice. So I'm like, oh, shit. And it was just within minutes came over the ridge and just luckily like dipped to the side and then went down the mountain across the lagoon all in minutes. And yeah. he wasn't running. He was just kind of moseying, um, but pushing. It, it's a challenge to hunt these things and with a bow, especially and in this terrain, it's no joke Yeah, to try and keep up with these bears or oh. like understand what they want to do. There was two bears on this trip. One was five miles away. And he was heading straight for us. And I was like, all right, sweet. We'll, uh, well, we think he was five miles away. And he made it to our location within 500 yards in like no time. Yeah. And, uh, like, there's no way you're going to keep up with him in that yeah. train. And then when we went to put a stock on him and we lost sight of him for, I'm not, I'm not kidding, 30 seconds. Yeah. We never saw him again. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And then it just another one. Down that a draw and yeah. Yeah. Another one that was, he was like a mile and a half away 
and it was towards camp and we were like well this was after we got weathered in another couple days but we we're like we're going for that bear and we absolutely sprint towards where this bear is at and then yeah. this train it sucks ass to uh-huh. like try and move fast and uh he tries he went up around this hill and we get to that hill and he decides out of nowhere turn around go and, the other way and we look to our left and he's there and all of a sudden he knows we're there yeah and it's like how the hell did you just yeah. decide to go 180 right. degrees the opposite direction and we were within you know 200 yards of him yeah like the wind was perfect we weren't being loud you know yeah. they're those I'm, wild animals yeah i'm curious on because you said the weather was crazy and anyone that's ever heard of kodiak just knows that that's like the most epic worst weather oh, yeah. when it's the baddest it's really you know yeah. so i'm curious on like what gear you took and what you felt like what worked well or, or maybe you'd switch up for next year um the arctic oven is definitely uh i think probably the the best thing we you know had for shelter wise uh i don't i don't think you can get much better than the arctic oven for shelter wise there there might be better tents out there but even, even that one wind? collapsed even that one would it it didn't <laughs> collapse it like twisted its frame around so the tent was able to like push in mm. mm-hmm. so like you had like the arm that came down at a whatever you know 30 degree angle it twisted that arm around and sat it down inside the tent Oh, wow. shit, flipped mm-hmm. it inside out. Yeah, Did it, it just it pop up out, pretty much. Pop back out after the or after the wind came uh died down. Or died down, we were able to shift it back out. Yeah. But yeah, that's the only I mean, cuz that wind was man, it must've been 60, 70 miles an hour right on that pole. And Are those was, what what is um, those made out of? Was I'm not sure aluminum? what it's made of. I think it's aluminum and it's like an inch. Okay. Tube. So it didn't bend it. It didn't bend it. No. Oh, it just flapped yeah. it over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a uh yeah, the Arctic oven's great. We were also in, like, there's no cover anywhere in that area. It was wide for open. For tent. Yeah, tent camping. Uh, if you could get it down and hunkered somewhere, I think it would be a lot better, but just that area sucked. Yeah, I was imagining what your camp was like, and it, it there was no cover. There was no, like, bushel of trees to kind of tuck in, nothing there like that. There wasn't a single tree in sight. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's like the bad. Were you guys just eating mountain there. houses and stuff? <clears throat> yeah, so mountain houses. Um, I would probably bring another uh, thing of propane with the buddy heater. We had a buddy heater and we brought a twenty pound thing of propane. Mm. I'd probably bring another one, um, just so you can dry stuff out a yeah. little more. You know, you don't have to worry about running, running it. You know, did you guys fly out on a beaver too? Yep. Oh, cool. So you had a lot of yeah capacity just yeah, one trip we, we flew out yeah we were around like 1300 pounds when we went out mm. um which is a lot you know at 1500 pounds your max so it's like you can't kill nine deer and yeah. come back out right yeah so um we were kind of bummed about that but we were there for bear too so we, we killed five deer and we were still underweight with that we just boned everything out nice man i wonder if you when bears like that, don't they got to cut them in half to, like, get it out of there? Would you be able to roll Man. that thing up and yeah, carry that thing? Yeah, I think you could roll it up and carry it. Or we would just double up and, yeah. you know, we'd figure out a way for yeah. sure. 200 <laughs> pounds probably. With, yeah. um, with well, how more, big more he is, that, you would have been. Well, if you kept the head in there. Yeah. Took yeah, the right. head out. Yeah. <sighs> well, the one that Chad carried out with the skull not fleshed. With paws, that with them in there, 
That was almost 200 pounds. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. And that's just like an eight foot, mm-hmm. you know, mature yeah. brown bear. That bear, you probably would have had to do what Cisco and Carlo did years ago. If you could find one, a tree <coughs> or a log. Oh, yeah. Say oh, like, yeah, drape like it. Yeah, yeah, 12, 15 yeah. feet long and then drape it and then carry it that way yeah. might have been able to find some breach wo- beech wood mm-hmm. like that but then oh, it would like drape it over a lot like some yeah. sort of big but then yeah. it would be so huge it would like drag mm-hmm. it's like paws and shit oh, would drag man. so you'd be like trying to Need some big you would have to pull, you'd have to turn yeah. the paws yeah and the head out yeah at the scene well, i, guess I you can't could imagine like loop it over that log right and then tie oh yeah the yeah oh yeah you could over totally yeah. it would be absolutely fucking miserable to carry that because we were four <sighs> miles from camp at that time could the plane just oh, taxi down to there no it was on the beat or it would have been close to the beach and oh, just yeah. all the waves there <sighs> yeah, perfect yeah. surfing oh spot. nice yeah oh, i saw leonardo dicaprio just like yeah. cut a hole in the middle yeah. and put it over true. him and walk everywhere yeah well he's true. a badass yeah. he also lived through a sinking vessel so <laughs> true <laughs> and got laid <laughing laughs> do you bring two start. sets of rain gear yeah how's that because um, so, i'm sure you just no. sopped at the end of the day boots yeah. and everything and then one whole change out while the other dries or what yeah so we never uh we never got like we did have one downpour day and we were able to get everything dried out and the rest of the days was just like sprinkle days. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um so it wasn't crazy wet. It was just uh there was a couple of days of really good wind. Yeah. And like, you know, light rain. Yeah. Yeah. When you walk and you said the whoosh, I just thought of like muskeg style. It's mm. not is it muskeg style or is it more just more firmer? It, you ever seen like those uh like it's the puddles with like the long grass in it, mm-hmm. you know, like that surround the pond or whatever. A lot of a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Okay, and then like the tussocks that are like three feet tall, like yeah. horrible to travel yeah. across. What, you still wear just like hunting those. boots, or did you have like knee high stuff? I had. I wore my sheep boots. Okay, there. Yeah, yeah. So you were cool with getting wet feet. Yeah, <laughs> I, you're I walking feel like water and you're, once you're you do your stock, yeah, yeah. yeah. The snow avoid gators and those boots yeah. uh, did a really good job of keeping everything yeah. dry, and then we would dry out everything with the bunny heater. I, I imagine it like just a brackish, like wet area, brackish wetland is what you were hunting. Like you said, a lagoon, mm-hmm. the ponds. Like was that? There's little creek, like there's creeks and like small hills, and then like those little ponds or whatever. But mm. everywhere was wet. Even you go up on top of yep. a hill, there's puddles and water, water, yeah, water yeah. everywhere. Were there salmon streams? There was, but uh, and I thought we would be able to hunt the right. salmon streams, but there was nothing running. I guess with all that rain they had in October, so September and October, uh-huh. all the fish just went up early. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I was really hoping the fish or hunt like yeah, that. But yeah, that's how I thought you were You just seemed like bears constantly coming down and yeah, it would be nice, watching them. Yeah. yeah. They were just, they just didn't know what they wanted to eat. They were just rooting and stuff like that. There was, it seemed like they didn't have a food source that they knew they wanted to go to. Like they were always traveling. Mm. You know, they were. And once the salmon dry up, it's like, well, yeah. get what you can until wintertime. Yep. So they were always moving instead of just sitting on a stream or sitting on the beach or whatever. The The big bear was the only one that sat long enough for us to put a really good stock on. And that was the best stock that we had of the trip. Nice. Let's take a quick break. 
Tailored Restoration, 24-hour emergency home services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you at any time, day or night. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Make an appointment today at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Since 2008, Serrano's is Anchorage's own new generation of Old Cocina. Their menu showcases the passion and love of their rich heritage and unique family recipes that have been passed down through the generations. Serrano's goal is to embrace and display trad flavors using the best ingredients that are available. They focus on making everything from scratch daily. In-house menu includes handcrafted corn tortillas, salsas, carne asada, and chorizo. But don't take their word for it. Experience their tradition and sabor for yourself. Locations on Tudor and Northern Lights, both with new tequila bars. Check out their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. The Connoisseur Lounge, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. The Connoisseur Lounge is Palmer's first locally owned and operated cannabis retailer. Their beautiful store is located at 226 Evergreen Avenue. The Connoisseur Lounge has exclusive cannabis products such as Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Super Glue, and one of our favorites, Sugar Cookies. And if you're not into the flower, the connoisseur can hook you up with edibles, vape supplies, and a ton of CBD options for all your health and inflammation needs. Check out their daily deals at theconnoisseurlounge.net, or even better, stop by the lounge today. Remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Welcome back. Hey, just a quick reminder, we got new merch in, blue and gold hoodies, green and gold hoodies, brought back some of the originals, Alaska flag colors, UAA. Uh, love representing our uh, local uh, conglomerates, <laughs> if you want to call it that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Patreon.com, make sure to check that out. Uh, if you want to donate, you want to be part of this, you want to uh, make a difference for us, you can always throw something in there thanks to the sponsors. Um, yeah. Yeah, and if you're Short interested in sponsoring, you know, shoot us an email and we can talk to you about what kind of offerings we got. Um, for, for businesses and stuff yeah. like that i mean obviously it's gonna be something that we are aligned with um but you know hit us up if you're interested in that and we can talk to you about business yeah, i think i think we offer a very unique advertising platform yeah. for folks if they're interested and and ultimately if they just want to help support us and that's uh yeah and still looking for a um, video editor if there is a video editor there, someone young, someone who's ready to get their exercise on and willing to come and maybe film and do a little editing and just get your feet wet and get taken on some pretty awesome adventures, you know, we're looking for someone up that alley. We'll provide the uh, equipment and uh, the plan. Uh, not a lot of money to pay yet, but <laughs> yeah. if you want to get your feet internship, wet, how about that's that? it, internship. internship. Oh, we're yes. looking for an intern. <laughs> Video reels. Yeah. We need to get our reels up. We'll, get, we'll give them some free uh, free greens. Free yeah. greens. Free, well. free greens. Free cider. Involved. Free merch. Yeah. Adventures. Be, Man, dude. There'll be some compensation. Yeah. Not a lot of monetary, monetary compensation, but we got merch. We got Back ciders. massages. What else? Meat parties. We got beard balm and oils. <laughs> <laughs> we know we have hot tips, and we know all the upper Huffman spots. Yeah, yeah. We you do, will. Man. We will have to blindfold you for the first couple of times. Uh, Jackie, hit us with the trivia. <laughs> oh yeah. Trivia. Oh, hold on, hold on. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is gonna play. Did you bring know. some oh, in? Oh man, I thought I had it, but 
Yeah, oh, it's not nearly as good. No, that's terrible. Okay. <laughs> Till next time. We're still working on it. <laughs> Jake's like, Jake's like, cut, cut. <laughs> yeah, not cut, that one. That's cut. not the one. All right. All right. So uh, we'll start with. Uh, we have some pretty cool ones today. So, uh, well, first one. Well, since Jake's uh, a Super Cup guy. Um, what is the maker and the first year that they ever made the Super Cup? The maker? Yeah. Who makes the Super Cup? <laughs> okay. And what year was that produced in? Boeing. I don't know. Um, 1954. Beat that. 1954. <laughs> well, first with the maker. Super Cub was the maker. Ooh. Probably not, but just saying it. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's a okay. damn good name, my man. 1921. 1921? I don't know. Damn. What year did the Wright Brothers fly? Like 14? 1914? I had to uh, Super Cub. It was well, like Wright Brothers and the Super Cub was up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. were the Super Cubs. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I feel like that has to be like a. You sure the Wright Brothers didn't make it either? Multiple choice <laughs> or like. Uh, all right, Jake. They're going to set up. Piper, yeah, and ah, uh, nice. And I'm trying to think of the oldest cub by I know. Yeah, they go back to the 60s, 50s, as 60s, you think. What is the definition of like the cub? Is that just the one seater? That well, it's to tandem, but the cub is like a model, yeah. right? That okay. was made it's by like the PA 11, PA 18, okay, PA 22, like the Piper. PA series. series. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, 48. It's, it's the uh, 49. 49. So oh, damn wow. close. Piper 40, 49. Piper 49. Yeah. Sweet. Damn close though. Man, you were right there. That was good. Yeah. That was that, good the 48 was experimental, Jake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess, I, guess was, I, yeah, I was just telling you when they were like started building. I guess I had, there. I known like at least two to three just manufacturers off the top of my head. It would have been easier to make a educated guess. What did you say? I said Super Cub. <laughs> yeah. Hey. You know, I was looking for something like Piper. I was trying to think of yeah. something. Yeah. Just like, I, I couldn't come up as with it. As soon as you said it, I was like, yep. Yeah, God, that's it. it. Sandpiper? Yeah. Yeah. And Pipe yeah. Piper. Can you imagine having like the number one? Oh, RPA man. Be cool. It's already crashed, bro, and rebuilt oh, seven times. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Some someone has it still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or it's in a museum or something. Because yeah. you need it to be non-experimental, right? Like you have to go yeah, get to an old frame yep. that has like a, an original VIN number, yeah, or the, serial yep, number, yep, yep. exactly. Which okay. is a ridiculous rule. It just rule, has to be on one piece of bar, and then you can build a whole plane around yeah, it. You basically, can literally weld that little thing. <laughs> yeah. and How long off. <laughs> is what? the tubing of the? <laughs> Why are the kits though experimental? <laughs> like I don't. If it's designed <laughs> to spec. I don't get that part. How it's uh, it's the testing used? that is required on said, like, mm. uh, part. So, right. like, the fuselage, like, Airframes Alaska builds fuselages that are, like, tested to spec for the FAA uh -huh. PMA standard or whatever it is. Uh-huh. So, and they have that certificate on that certain uh, fuselage right. that they can build that can be certified. As a Super Cub? Mm -hmm. oh so you can still make new ones you can no you still need the the log books and paperwork and data tags of the old plane <laughs> that's, that's yeah. what i'm saying it's yeah. crazy it's, it's, well last time you were in your time how they're trying to digitize all that stuff 
Did you say, weren't you talking about that? They're trying to digitize a bunch of the old. I think that was Gina. Oh, was Gina talking about that? It'd be rad if they did. Like, like all the ones that aren't in use now, they were, now you'd be able to buy that. Yeah. Cereal. Get the app. Yeah. Just get the app. Just get the app. It seems crazy. (laughs) You know, we have all this. Okay. So Brandon, you missed like before the show. I I was super pumped about the trivia and it's specifically for this next question. So I've been itching to talk about it all day. And I finally got me get all to. excited. 45 pounds. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. 8,000 so, feet. Uh, so uh, an extinct mammal that, um, or I guess it's maybe extinct animal. So it could be a mammal or a reptile or a fish or whatever. Um, that was once native to Alaska. Hmm. Next year is going to be reintroduced. So I believe it's next year, but it's really soon. So they're going to use DNA in the closest living re- relative to this animal, and they're going to birth a brand new blank. So a brand new extinct species is going to be reborn. Um, do you get? We're going to guess what what um, mammoth? What velociraptor? <laughs> well, that's crazy. <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're like super close to a lot of the birds, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Um, you just take like an eagle. Better watch out. The woodland buffalo. Wood. We already have wood buffalo. Oh, I don't know. That was really good. They're just basically, extinct. Just steep. Yeah. Maybe go Get with steep. There. Isn't that There's one? There's the longhorn buffalo. Oh. Longhorn bison. Isn't okay. steep buffalo is the one that's extinct? All right, I'm going yep. mammoth. Mammoth. Extinct. What would it be bred with, though? Itself. They found Another two elephant? different. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It, is it maybe like tiger. a? Um, is it maybe like a? Uh, like a sea lion or seal type critter? You want clues? Land? I know. I mean, what are you uh, doing, man? <laughs> I, I said mammoth, dude. I'll just whisper it to you. <laughs> I don't know the name of it, but like. <laughs> like pass it on the note under the table. Something that's a animal that they're it, breeding in. It, 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 is a, it was definitely in way more places in Alaska, but it, it was one of its mm, native ha- habitats were in Alaska. They and wanted to introduce anything back to the ocean. It wouldn't be that. That's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking maybe a, a big cat of some sort. I'll go with that. A big cat. We need a specific Like, like a saber-tooth type style. That would be, that would be dope like a mountain as fuck. Lion. It would be scary like, as shit. No, they wouldn't introduce... Tooth, don't bring the saber-tooth. No, they wouldn't bring back a damn predator. You know the saber-tooth nah, tigers? It's got to be like a deer species of... What's this animal hunted? Those, those big teeth were so sensitive that they could feel where the juggler were. Oh, like wow, that's the what they think. Oh, like so you could just yeah, and then like, oh, I'm in there, you know. So, uh, before we go on to the, <laughs> it's to the answer, camping with that thing. <laughs> there was a video I saw. It was like they had like all these different uh, tigers, like Bengal tigers, and uh-huh. all these like different species tiger tigers and a liger. And um, the title of the thing was like the Siberian tigers. The bo- like they the introduced the Siberian tiger, and then. All like three other tigers went like they're like fuck that we're out of here and then like the other one that you could tell used to be the dominant one yeah like he just went up to him and just turned right on his back dude what totally was like you got me submit yeah full (laughs) submission dude full weird naked joke I'm so glad we don't have them here that'd be Uh, crazy I'm gonna shift my answer to a like uh it's gonna be like a deer 
type. We need a name. I don't know that would be that is a deer oh. type. A deer Correct. type. It is uh, a super it cub. Is I don't it. know. <laughs> All right, it is the woolly mammoth. Yes. So they're go- they are they are doing this. So in the next, I believe, year, they've already located the um, closest living relative, which is Sounds I think like really news, really close, and it's an Asian elephant. And then they have DNA, and they're gonna have this elephant. This Asian elephant give birth to a a real woolly mammoth. It won't be a. Um, it can't be the same. No, it is. So it. So since they're using all the DNA, they're just using. Um, I believe, from what I understand, in all my research, which is one day's worth, um, <laughs> that it's not a hybrid. Like it's actually like going to be a woolly mammoth. Where did you hear this? Uh, I've read so they're not like impregnating this. You know when you Asian swipe a left on your phone right? and the news comes up? <laughs> well, I don't have the whole fucking process down. <laughs> but, but they're I using, they're look using up, look the... This, this is amazing. I, I, they probably have to use the egg, I would That's think. That's what I like. So yeah. then it would be a hybrid, right? Well, they clone shit all the time. So, really? yeah. you know, they clone stuff. So my understanding and from what I read, and I will pull up all the information and give an update next episode on if... But my understanding is that it won't be a hybrid, and uh, I'm not a biochemist or whatever. I guess not biochemistry, whatever this is, type of biology. Um, it's Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. <laughs> what is the ne- dude's name from Jurassic Park anyway? Like the OG guy, the white haired guy, white the hair, dude who hair. did all the the crazy oh, genetics. I guess it would be genetic. Someone in genetics. Yeah. Anyway, um, that, my understanding that it will be, it won't be. A hybrid. It's actually going to be a real holy mammoth. Okay, next question. Why would they do that? Hold on. What? Draw is going to be a draw registration. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be spear only. practicing. What was the question? Okay. Sorry. So, I mean, it'd be really expensive to do something like this. And um, you'd have to have, like, a purpose, right? Like, yeah. there has to be a reason. Um, what's the reason that they would do this? It blew my mind. Um, I would think to make more um, available, uh, not predators, but... Um, for predators to make more available meals for predators, that's, okay. whether yeah. it's wolves or bears. That's what you think too, Jake? Yeah, you would need. Yeah. What, what's the word? Supplementation what's for predators that they're going to introduce later. <laughs> Saber teeth is good. coming. Yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't bring that one. <laughs> more of a food source. So I found a, a, oh, a so piece you're online. Looking it up. It, I don't know how credible this website is. Apocalypse soon. Pretty questionable. Uh, or if that's like a offshoot of their thing, TNR, I don't know. So it's got a little thing here about a biotech firm that wants to resurrect the Daniel. What does that say? Where? Pleistone. Oh, the Pleistocene. Pleistocene. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. I don't read. Go back to that picture. What, 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 that, that, that's not a real photo. That's like I know, but it's a bullshit. replica. But it, that hair reminds me of like woolly, uh, the muskox kind oh, of. Oh like yeah, yeah. Hair. What movie was it that like? The guy had the mask on, the KKA mask on. I can't see fucking shit out of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that fucking looks like. Uh, what, so, 
We, we, you got to answer okay, the question. Okay, so that right? was why oh, cheating. Oh, why oh, I thought oh, they would I'm, do it. I'm sorry. I just I had to like double check the credibility of that story, Jack. Just because this is a podcast, that gets so up the a internet lot of people and the you. internet reconfirmed Jack's very accurate. Oh, the, the people that I read are actually like the experts that know all about this. It's oh, not like not a news source. <laughs> no, it's not the news source. Oh, no, I think they're just saying how uh, the main th- part portion of this is like basically the federal government can't stop it like they're doing it anyway and and that's cool they're actually not going to do it in alaska initially they're going to release them in siberia in russia because of the um so what's any sort of like regulations here Mm -hmm. oh okay but it's a 10 year 10 year plan i believe (sighs) and um but why why would they do it stop looking up trying to find the answer oh i'm I'm just looking at the side thing the next ice age maybe Why are they doing it? Yeah. Hmm. Man, it's just. I could agree with our answers, too. I think. Trying to be God. Trying to be God? I don't know. A weather cycle that may happen that we need that sort of animal around to hunt. Ooh, that's a good answer. Wow. That's a good answer for everyone in this room. Do you know what it is? Uh, No, man. I don't. I I guess. (laughs) For the ivory? Man, why would they introduce it? Why would they reintroduce something? Like, why would you reverse the cycle of anything like that? I, I mean, other than just a science reason. Like, uh, what natural reason would that be? I'm going to call clock. I mean, just to prove prove they can do it? <laughs> so they th- they think just that... They so it, it is definitely science. So they... And I'm not really the expert in this, but they think that... Um, in the Arctic, back in time, there was um, mega populations of these uh, mega mammals, mm-hmm. like herds and, and yeah, and uh, all, all different species, and that they like track down the land, and so like the snow would be packed down, so it'd take longer for it to melt, and then just other things with them inhabiting that area, that there would be less um, melting of the permafrost so there'd be like Mm. less carbon emissions and less global warming so it's like part of this giant experiment and they've like started doing this experiment with other like existing mega mammals and so the next step is introduce the woolly mammoth so that's what's funding it and i mean if you go online you could read more and i'm definitely not an expert in this but that's the the scientific kind of reason that they got the funding for. And so then Siberia was just like a tamer place to do with regulations, I believe. And, uh, but the plan is to reinduce them into Alaska after that. I mean, I don't know if the state of Alaska has agreed with this plan or not, but, um, where do you think they would put, where would they put them? Be up in the Arctic. In the brooks? uh, North, north of the brooks. brooks, Unit 26. Yeah. And then spear hunting. (laughs) How crazy like, would that be, though, dude? You're would be there, amazing. like, bow hunting for caribou, and then you're like, oh, fuck, I heard a woolly mammoth are coming. Be unbelievable. Plus, How it's long like. Did they think that it would take to, like, actually grow a little group of them. They, they thought that they would be done with the Siberia, like, enough of them to start the Siberia thing and, like, leave them on their own within 10 years. 10 years? Yeah. Wow. So it was like a, a 10 to 20 year plan. Um, and it wasn't exact what I can see. I'm sure other people have access. I just to think stuff. about like the bison herds that we have up here now, and like they're not growing that rapid. Oh yeah. So how would like? 
a lot more support. Willie Mammoth are just getting it on all the oh, time. Yeah. I think a lot more support, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know Maybe how many. do that with Bison. They should. Yeah. I don't know what all these ones are down at Portage are doing, but let's get more out there, yeah. more of the wood bison out there. But I think, like, the herds that are existing in Alaska of the Plains bison, I think they've already, like, reached their, like, max habitat, you know? Really? It's that's such just, a huge area. Yeah. I think they would do good just as good as the moose around. I don't know. I don't know. Like, the farewell, like, herd, mm-hmm. you would think they would start kind of cohabitating with the moose a little bit. I think I think that the... Um, the bi- the wood bison would have a better chance at like cohabitating with moose than a plains bison. Mm-hmm. I mean, the plains bison were plains animals. Yeah. Um, the wood bison seems like that herd, if it ever gets up to whatever ideal number, would have more of a probability. This is for, from someone that has no expert knowledge in this at all. I read stuff on the internet. Yeah, it just seems like they would be doing better, but. Uh Maybe maybe they are. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm the, yeah. I wish the wood bison were doing better. Yeah. yeah. Well, they say I read something today about the beavers <clears throat> going up. They're like creeping up all the way, like further than they've ever have, because there's now more growth in trees uh-huh. and stuff like that further north. Oh, and they're yeah. like right at the like base of like the Brooks Range. I was reading something today. And the, the way that they, like, determine this is they'll, they'll take a picture of, like, a stream or whatever in 19, whatever, 49, 59. Uh-huh. And then they take another picture of the same stream and they can see all the little, like, lake or little oh. like, lakes that they mm-hmm. they create, you know, yeah. with their dens and stuff like that and right. their dams. And, so that, and then they showed the map of where it is and it's, like, almost right to the Brooks Range. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And they said they-, they said it was bad. Oh, they also said that that's not good. Yeah, well, yeah. because those invasive. because it yeah that like um mm. it melts the permafrost quicker. Oh, yeah. it's bad for the permafrost. Said. It definitely it seems like it's Water. edging into other creatures' habitat, and it's just you know like we're seeing with the sheep with more of the trees going up. The so it's shrinking there. The sheep's habitat would do the same for whatever animals are in that region. You know. Yeah, I wonder uh, how much of this is just like a natural cycle too. It is a natural cycle yeah. for sure. You know, That's what I think. Yeah. except for the Earth, I think is typically way colder than it is right now, like an average. Yeah, I mean, definitely like skyscrapers and a bunch of vehicles running, running around aren't good for it. But yeah, we just amplify everything, right? Yeah, I think we're living at a good That's time. True. It's like very uh, Earth is very uh, habitable. You know, yeah. well, I like, and, like that part. cool things like. Bringing woolly mammoths back. Fuck yes, that's fucking right, dude. Rad. If this really happens, I'm gonna be so. Ja- I'm gonna go visit them. I got. Oh, it. you can, dude, they're yeah. really a major yeah. just attraction. Yeah, and we gotta like totally get behind as long as it like shows it's good for the climate and environmentally to put them back in Alaska. That'd be so rad. Oh my god! Dude. Imagine getting the government or governor's tag the honey. Oh my gosh! Yeah, You're like fuck oh, sheep. My no. <laughs> I want to yeah. taste it. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I wonder feed a village. I think it'd be hard to like take an animal like that. One that was extinct and reintroduced. Be like put it on my wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd have no problem. We're putting we're filling <laughs> tin like, Make freezers. another baby. I mean, if they can make one really easy though. Yeah. You know? I read something at the bottom of this again, I don't know, credible report. Would that 
they were thought to have gone extinct basically because they were in, unable to adapt to the warmer climate. Sure. And that's just what put them down. Yeah. Yeah, they can't so see why would they anything. Think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I just had some fucking trimmers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could see that saber tooth. That's what they're going to do. They're going to shave them down. <laughs> like the short they're hair. Just the short hair trimming them until they just adapt and then just start. Hey, I can see its eyes, man. Uh <laughs> Yeah. I just wonder what makes you think they'll survive now. You know, who knows, like, the nuances of what actually happened when, uh, when, flirt, w- flirt you know, fucking. were they unable to adapt because of, like, some re- some reasons that were related to, like, the region or whatever that, that aren't in place now? Who knows? Mm. But, I mean, what's the worst thing? They can go test it, and if it doesn't work out, then they just have a bunch of food for some siberian villages yeah. um, and prove that it can work because the next animal is, after this is already tagged as um the tasmanian tiger they're trying to bring yep. back which oh. only went extinct a few years ago like 20 yep. years ago i'm not that sure it was 1936 years. 36 okay yeah which is a rad looking animal that's it's Australia? like a, i think it's a type of dog tasmania Okay, and it was in some of the other islands in that region it's, it's like, like a, a striped, mountain cat striped, isn't it yeah like a striped thin cat Mm. I think it's right? actually a dog, though. Mm. Oh. Is it a cat? <laughs> I, I, I know I they it call like a it cat. a tiger, but I'm really I'll, not I'll sure. I'll pull it up. I, I actually have seen one of these. Sounds like we need to get Grandma Hancock in here and walk us through what yeah, the possibilities oh, yeah. are. Was the yeah. si- what was it? It was the... Uh, was the Tasmanian tiger. There you go. The thylacine. I mean, if they yep, could make yep, like that's exactly oh, what I thought. Oh yeah, that's, look at that that's thing. Big cat. It is like a dog-looking thing, though. Yeah. yeah, go go back and go to the Wikipedia page because that has like a hyena-ish like back. Yeah, here's them alive in '36, the black and white. Can you click on the page though, and then we can see if it's a cat or whatever? Oh oh, the actual Wikipedia right there. Sit, sit oh, on the right face there. like a dog Sorry, though. Guys. Yeah, it said right there. It's extinct yeah, carnivorous. Well, okay. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, I thought it would pull up. Well, it just has a little thing on the right, right there. It's just oh. that marsupial, Australian. It's also called the Tasmanian wolf. Okay, so, so it yeah. is like a canine. It looks type. like a can a dog. It looks like the mix of yeah, like a, a dog, like a, a Tasmanian or an um hyena, like the way his back kind of sounds yeah. like that. Yeah. So it looks the, mean. These things they think uh, went extinct because um, dingoes got brought over and outcompeted them. Mm. But the problem is that the, now some of these islands don't have any natural predators, and um, the overpopulation of prey has caused a bunch of disease within the animals. So there's like if you search like some of these diseases that um, like the Tasmanian devil and stuff have, it's just like it's nasty. And they think that if they bring this back, then it'll keep that prey population at, you know, de- regulated and at levels that will kind of get rid of these diseases and stuff in animals, which is really cool. Is that what they tried to do with the wolves too? Wolves too? I don't know. I think that no. someone just wanted to reintroduce wolves. Just to hunt wolves? Not to hunt them because they're um, people that yeah probably don't hunt. Yeah, I'm gonna be real nice and just say that people wanted to have wolves. That chick and that we got an argument with at yep, that yep. street. That one chick was there. <laughs> she <laughs> was a there. big part of it. Yeah. And so were a bunch of boys. So probably two. Well, wolves so. were our numbers are way down in the states, right? Like that's where they'll 
Like, we don't need them up here, but they'll... I know there's, like... I read a thing in a hunt, Alaska Magazine, tons of years ago. I, it's, I just vaguely remember the article, but it was something about these different packs just dwindled, you know, super packs down to small packs, and then these... They just ended up going away. And then that in was the just... In the States? Down in the States. Yeah. Like these, you know, in the Appalachians, and then the ones that are, say, in the, the Mideast. People killed all of them. Pretty much. But then there was also, like, a huge... Um, intermix with like local dog populations mm. too that like washed out their bloodlines and then they just dwindled away that way too. Like, <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, I know that a lot of them were killed because of like cattle farming and stuff sure. and sheep farming yeah. and all that stuff. Um, and then I'm sure some decided died of diseases and then i'm sure also like as you lose like a certain there's probably like a critical number for your habitat that you have to have and after you hit that they just plummet in population um what i hear from my buddies that you know live down in idaho montana uh, wyoming and uh, washington is that there's a shit ton of wolves now yeah so, yeah. yeah um and that it's uh, read that a lot in eastman hunting journal the I've been yeah. I was watching Yellowstone, and it sounds like there's a bunch of. John Dutton they need to throw them off that dam or whatever. Down there in uh, Montana, uh, the wolves uh, everywhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you better have a check on my desk on Monday. Oh, that's funny. Um, so <laughs> since we did bring you in for number one hundred one. Jake, is has mm. enough time elapsed? Enough uh, credibility been established um, to get the doo doo story out of you, or, or not yet? Are we going to go for two hundred two? Man, there are so few people that know that actual story, and uh, it's just not a good public face that I, I can, can we put get it off you. the mic maybe you can get there? it off the mic okay oh, for sure right. yeah there for sure is. off the mic yeah, go at patreon.com <laughs> 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 it's a good story, story is the story graphic in nature i you know yeah it's event i would say it's like very eventful there was a lot of things that came together that were unfortunate and very fortunate yeah, yeah. it's a good yeah. story glad yeah. i made it out alive good good What's yeah. the um? Can you pull his Instagram page and one of yeah. his reels? What's that camera that you have on my left strut there? The three sixty camera. Yeah. What is that thing called, man? That thing it's is awesome. Insta three sixty one R. First, what's up with this? Um. What's that? Oh, the dildo oh. story. You gotta tell the dildo story. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not catching links. Yeah. Um. So a buddy, yeah, to start this story, I guess, uh, a buddy was like, oh, that's a nice looking boat, dude. Yeah, dude. Bought it with a buddy. Uh, <laughs> uh, so my buddy was like, we were talking about fishing one day. And I was like, I catch a, I catch a fish on anything. I guarantee you I can catch a fish on anything. And he's like, all right, deal. I bet you like a hundred bucks. I was like, all right, I'll go catch a fish on a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, deal, and we shook hands or whatever. And uh, so I go uh, to the local uh, dirty store, and I walk in there, and I'm, like, cruising the aisles, you know, trying to. Is that the castle? Did you bring, like, the, the weight yeah. and the curved hook? <laughs> no. Yeah. no Video City sure downstairs in Muldoon? <laughs> I just knew what would work. <laughs> I got those yeah, for sure. Just knew what would work. So I walk in there, I'm cruising the aisles. I'm like, man, 
you know, I'm trying to think of jigs and yeah. like, different colors or whatever. So I see this one, <laughs> and there's it's a like, big pink deal, though. Yeah, and there's like the five and a half incher and then the seven and a half incher. It's like, well, you got always got to go bigger, you know. That's right. Go <laughs> so bigger, go home. Snag up that. Those links got a big mouth. Yeah, real wet yeah. out there. And I go up to the counter, um, and there's this like actually pretty attractive girl there, and uh, and uh, I'm like. I'm, I'm gonna not catch gonna a, put it in I'm, my butt. I'm gonna catch a fish with this, and she's like, "Yeah, sure." I'm like, no, ser- <laughs> seriously, that's what I'm, I'll I'm, say. I'm gonna catch a fish with this uh, dildo, and she's like, "That's cool, dude." And, uh, <laughs> and so, anyways, I snag it up and uh, throw it on that hook, and um, I go out with Jerry, yeah, right? yeah. Jerry, Ashley, and uh, a couple of their up uh, their friends, and I throw that hook out there, and man, it was. We found this little bench. It was bad weather out, so we came back into um, a spot close by and found this little bench. I'm like, all right, we'll we'll co- toss a couple of hooks on it, and no shit. Yeah, before it even hit the bottom, dude. I hook it. <laughs> the seven point five just hit. I was surprised just hit. where you're at. And it just takes, you know. And I'm like, fuck yeah! Like this is a big fish. I'm telling Jerry, He's like, like, get that fucking a, wallet out, boy. Ready. Yeah. I'm telling Jerry, like, this is a big fish, and uh, we're all excited and everything. We get it up to the water. It's like 125 pound halibut. Oh shit! And, uh, <laughs> and then was everything taken care of well at the surface? <laughs> no, no, because no. we were like, we're not going to keep this fish. It's, it's too big, which we should have just kept it, but. Um, it gets up to the service and everyone's like, yeah, you know, and like it throws its head and this dildo just comes flying out of the water, you know, <laughs> I like catch it perfectly. Like, <laughs> <"Poof."> <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, I'll and, take that. Uh, take that. Yeah. And then uh, shortly after, yeah, I catch that, uh, small lean cut on the same, we do the same drift and catch that small lean cut. It's a cool spot. I, yeah. Yeah. I got that one marked on them. Yeah. Was you that do. Just I a fished random, it before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that wasn't a random, like stumble across looking at the it graph. The first like, time. Oh, that looks, that's like exactly yeah, what it was. Exactly what it yeah, was. That's yeah. so cool. When yeah. You that's catch all a barn do. door off one. Yeah. Like, I think oh, wow. like that first year we got the boat, Jake like challenged us to do that. And so that's what we do. We rarely go so close. We rarely yeah. go to the same spot. Can we borrow that for the derby? Sure. Yeah. It's, it's in the boat up now. Yeah, yeah. It's on the boat. We still use it every time. We it looks jig. like it's yeah. like every time we jig. Like a floppy one. No, it's stiff. It's not. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's really <laughs> stiff. Uh, old Especially boys are wrecked, man. Yeah. Especially when you drop down in that cold water. That guy's <laughs> got no problem staying up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he is a weird curve. What was the reel you were looking for? The low, the whoop de whoop, (laughs) the S curve. (laughs) It does have a a real weird curve to him. It's like a dragon forward curve. I should have got like a crooked. Yeah, yeah, man. Always go to the left. Yeah, always a big fish. Oh, there's our uh, moose hunt right there. Nice. Oh, that. That's a great picture, man. There's that deer right there, Upper Hoffman in the back. Did you guys save the tongue for me or? I think I Jerry know. still has it. Jerry, yeah, didn't eat it? we're making tacos. Oh, okay. He's, nice. He throws yeah. it. It's just perfectly he's, right I think there. He's waiting for us all to be done, be in town together. That's such That's a good awesome picture. man. Yeah, I put I fun. put in for that moose this year, man. That's a great hunt. I was like, I want that. Yeah, yeah. we had That's a great time. It's yeah. the only one I put in for. If you hadn't just got back from Kodiak, though, we would definitely bow hunt that thing. Yeah. Well, oh, I mean, that'd have been yeah. fun. So no one yeah. had got any sort of meat except for the deer. That this was your tag too, right? Yeah. Man, and it was just you like let's just go moose. out there and let's kill a moose real quick. 
yeah it was Perfect. a funny moment too because it was like we we got out there you know before it got light and we saw moose out there and then jake's like walking towards me and i just like hand him my gun because he it's his permit he doesn't have a weapon with us he forgot his bows like <laughs> so he has to shoot it with a rifle and he just like owned it and as yeah, I, I thought I'd never see Jake shoot an animal with a rifle, and I was Who, I bought my homie? first rifle three days ago. The Predator rifle, <laughs> yeah. I what was it? In the bathroom afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, what did I do? Yeah, it's a so little disgusting. short barrel. Sorry, 300, Dad. <laughs> three hundred blackout for coyote hunting. Yeah, nice, no, nice. sweet. Yeah, I'll be fine. Well, who's the other guy? Who's that? That's Jerry. Jerry. That's Jerry. Oh, that's Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. brand new father. Congratulations to Jerry Lau. He's got oh, yeah. a brand I, new beautiful daughter, Julia. That's Jerry. right, baby Julia. I have not met Jerry. Oh, we got to have Jerry on sometime. I have not met Jerry. You haven't? No. Oh, yeah. Nope. Dude, he named his daughter's middle name Jack. You, you it's Julia Jack Lau. It is. Julia oh. Jack's son. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Julia we Jack. actually should have JJ. Jerry on the podcast. And Jerry, yeah. Jerry, like, has, like, all these things that he's, like, figured out. Like, he spent, like, hours figuring out, like, okay, I need to run in Alaska in the winter. What am I going to do? And he, like, nails these, like, little things. And you're like, fuck, you nailed that. And, like, almost have the whole podcast just be, like, little Jerry hacks. Because he has so many of these yeah. little hacks that he just like totally believes in, but has done tons of research and testing on. Yeah, that's what you fun should just do your reels off of, Jerry Hacks. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He has he's a ton of them. Yeah. These shoes he found are legit. These uh, the ones he's running yeah. in the winter with. Um, but yeah, he has a bunch of cool stuff like that. In the picture there, he has no hacks. I think he has probably Jake in my clothes and in gear but um is that a that, turtleneck that was, it was legit is that, that like a, a neck buff that was jerry's type of hunt yeah dude i'm surprised was. turtle they He's haven't made in. like a hunting turtleneck they should yeah, last man. wild project yeah and then it like folds up to like you know <laughs> yeah, what i'm saying face mask, face mask. <laughs> <laughs> it was jerry's type of hunt he had fun he was Called like this the is the turtle? best hunt i've ever been in my life and i've done like epic hunts with jerry before um, and my dad and I'm like, really, this is your best hunt? And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, this is the best. Like, <laughs> in and out, in and out. Jake, Jake yeah. was like, this isn't a hunt; it's a harvest. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't agree with that. You know, well, it was all right. So we spotted these moose at like eight a.m. You know, like barely daybreak. Barely daybreak, and we yeah. look at the clock. We're like, all right, what's civil twilight? What it's you like know? What can we shoot later. at? It's like eight twenty-four. It's like the clock shifts to 824 it's like bang <laughs> you know it's like all right yeah. you know that's a harvest yeah and it's in the middle of this swamp that would have been a disaster normally but Hell yeah, everything's frozen you just drive right out to it it's everything's clean it looked it beautiful perfect. too man. yeah it was With a nice frost. yeah it was a nice day you know by the, the time snow. we left all this was melted it looked like mm -hmm. nebraska oh, it looked it? like nebraska yeah well what what i really appreciate about jerry sands my favorite hunt is you can you can in your mind or imagination like the epic 11 12 day backpack sheep hunt or the brown bear hunt or killed a monster moose called him in like there's all these cool experiences like me from a hunt but there's a lot to be said for something that's not so hard and it can have the same level of fun oh yeah oh yeah like we these guys that run trucks and like hit deer stands in the morning and evening and then the afternoon they go home and have you know or mm -hmm. camp and they go take a nap and watch football you know and come back out like i envy that like there's it's not every adventure is its own i guess and this looked like a cool day like 
you guys had your coffee in the truck and you unloaded and you went out and it was just like boom done right away hit the palmer ale house on your way home i mean come on man it's like yeah it was yeah. a good that, day that yeah. yeah it's a good yeah. fucking day exactly yeah. man it's, it's just cool in its own way and it doesn't have to be the big did you guys even bring like a tent out. or anything? No, case? no, no. You just going? No, no, we were going. Hey, damn! No, uh-uh. you knew I was going. One go bullet, oh, yeah. one rifle. That's right. One four wheeler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three one knife. Yeah. One knife. Yeah. yeah, no, but you know, on you brought that beers, s- but it's like, dude, it's nine o'clock in the morning. It's like, well, oh no, a little bit. don't worry about it. We still have cracked. Yeah, yeah. Nice. The Coors nice. Lights were going down. Silver um, bullets, dude. I will say right. that. Um, yeah, cold fall day. Yeah, your guys' story keeps getting better, dude. Yeah. You know, one of the things that it really, like, rang true to me is that, you know, just, like, I feel like when you're young and you're coming into age, like, your friends are like you. You you expect, like, people to be like you and enjoy the things that you like. But I think as you get older, um, there's a thing where you, like, respect the independent the individuality of others and like what they enjoy and then it really makes you like apply that to your life and so on this particular hunt like i knew that jerry doesn't like to go out to like moose camp it's not that he doesn't like it he doesn't make it a priority to go out to moose camp with us and all this anymore and uh but he he still likes to go harvest wild meat for his family which i also like and he likes spending time in the wild with you know two of his best buddies you know me and me and jake but but i i love that individuality he doesn't have to be just like me you know it's great and then Mm -hmm. by him being different adds so much more flavor and so much more thought to how i live my life so when we got home this day it was like fuck yeah we have meat in the refrigerator you know in the freezer and that was what our mission was and and then our my brother had his like best hunt of his life you know and we're home by two o'clock yeah. <laughs> like, i was like this is great like that's what a my, win you that's know my point man it's like well, it's so cool i mean one of the best parts of it was just bullshitting while we were skinning yeah the, totally the moose like we were just like oh i wonder what like this cut would be you know like yeah and then jerry hacks would come in and yeah like oh, oh yeah this is this 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 and yeah and for people that can't see way. the picture it's like frozen must be like october it's one of those out of main yeah. season hunts mm-hmm. um yeah, so there's no bugs it's just yeah it's probably cold in the morning and like 10 decent, degrees but good enough when yeah. you're by the time you are cutting it up you probably took off your jacket and yep. started yeah. sweating yeah, the best part about it that was too is like the meat was totally clean, right? No matter what yeah. you did, it was totally clean, and your hands were warm the whole time, just because <laughs> yeah. the house was warm, right? Right. Yeah. And like, just it was easy. Yeah. It was so easy and to to clean, it, keep it clean. Yeah. Keep it, you know, it was mm-hmm. the perfect meat. Yeah. We sh- it it would have been better to shoot a little bit bigger of a cow yeah like they think this was a three to four year old yeah which is totally illegal but tasty i bet though yeah man it was an eater it was really hard to judge this because there's multiple moose around but this one wasn't near any others and it was really hard to judge the size of the cow because um like how big this little like opening is yeah the meadow is huge and then it also because we had seen some smaller ones Mm -hmm. so you know like a cat like a really young cow and then like a calf with a a cow that we couldn't really see the whole body on so we didn't like you know that one had a calf so we thought that this one may have been a little bigger when when we originally stocked it 
it, it was just really interesting because with like a bull moose, you you know, Matt, the one they're massive, but two, like how big their horns are, you know, yeah. that you're shooting like a mature animal. Uh, but this is like one of the best tasting moose that I've ever had. Yeah, it's yeah. super good for sure. Yeah, it was like before the teeth of winter, so it still had its fat from you know getting fattened up. There was not that much fat. No. On oh, really? No, maybe were, that just we were. I would almost that much say there was, animal. You know, like maybe five percent. Yeah, the animal. There was. Oh, it was notable that we yeah. talked about it out <laughs> yeah. there, and that it mm. didn't. It didn't have, have like that thick ass. No, not like usually seeing like butt. a cow. You know, oh. which I think you would have saw it on like a pregnant cow. Like oh, you, you probably would have saw that on like okay. a pregnant cow, but not yeah. this one. Yeah. You probably do run the risk though, huh? Yes. On that time of year, they actually on the tag it says you can shoot a a calf that can live on its own. Oh, really? Or yeah. a, a cow? That or, or a cow with a calf antlerless. that can live on its own. Oh, you could shoot the cow. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Right. If we, the calf we, is didn't, we didn't do that, though. No, we so. did not do that. Yeah. Yeah. We, <laughs> we talked about it, is, it beforehand, and we decided And this is that, the one where the taking we of calves is legal, yes. too. Yeah, it's legal, too. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you could take just a whole roast? Yeah. Just one just crock pot. Put it on a wheel. Yeah, a wheel. Yeah. Just take it to the my neighbors, well, the Tongans, if you look at it from do it up, <laughs> full rotisserie. Yeah, if you look at it from Sweet a harvest party twenty twenty four. If you if you look ready. at it from a harvest perspective, <laughs> yeah. you could take the calf that's say maybe a year old and still with his with the mother, and then leave the mother to continue reproducing, and then take that that younger animal man, out that'd be tough man. i don't think so i wouldn't i think do this was well i didn't see it any difference i didn't here. see any difference from like a spike fork i mean a spike fork's only a year older and sure. most likely not producing yet yeah so yeah. it's kind of that's how i look at it i'm not yeah i'm not saying it's okay to take a calf i would never shoot a calf yeah it would depend on if that but, calf was a male or a female and you couldn't do in that, that case right? you could well you could see like little buttons or something on it yeah and we're and then just it's just sheer body size you'd know it's like okay that yeah. thing's like maybe a year or some change yeah you know yeah we had a real uh debate on one of the prince william sound deer hunts we went on this year um because i you can shoot a, do, a doe and a fawn there everything and um yeah and i i chose not to shoot a doe and a fawn mm-hmm. um and part of the group was kind of like, well, we would have had meat, you know? And the other, I was like, hey, guys, that's just not in my hunter ethics. And that's okay that if yours is different. Yeah. Um, and so it was like 50-50 on the boat. Like, and I was really surprised about that. I, w- I was, I, I would have anticipated like everyone having my view, but I also get the other view. And there's a good chance that like winter kill, you know, in, in the sound, the sounds really hard that that, that fawn and that domain may not make it anyway so in yeah. me taking them may, yeah. may have been more like ethical you can't really go off that though totally yeah. i just wasn't gonna do it yeah um if the fa- totally if the doe cool, was man. by itself i would have taken the doe you oh. know it was after yeah. you know yeah. i'm not worried about taking the doe but i wasn't gonna kill a fawn or take a doe with a fawn so yeah i think about killing them from the beach and i've seen them you know a whole set get slaughtered there were does and fawns. Yeah, I wish that wasn't and, a thing. Yeah, and it and, and it's it's um it's kind of like man, damn, it's kind of brutal. Yeah, just I don't know. There's like a perspective 
though when you're when you when you get like late in the season, say November December time, when you you got like limited daylight, you can't really get off the boat and hike around and call and like hunt traditionally. You're kind of you're boat hunting because it's like you don't have a limited amount of time, so you're trying to cover space. So, <clears throat> and then it becomes a harvest. Mm-hmm. At that point, yeah. we're not looking for like trophy bucks, and, and you're just looking for any deer that's on the beach, right? And so, like this year, we killed. We went on a on a good hunt. Didn't see any. Um, oh, what happened? Didn't uh, didn't see anything. Sorry, guys. Hold on a second. There we go. All right. And the last day, um, Josh took a you know spotted a deer on the beach, rolled up on it. Uh, got the dinghy down, and then he took a shot on it. And then <laughs> he's like, "What do you think?" And I'm like, "Man, that was like a, almost a fawn. It's by itself, but it was tiny." He's like, "No, nah, it's not that small." <laughs> we get up to it. It's like, "Ooh, that's pretty small." He's like, "Picture worthy?" I was like, uh, <laughs> "I wouldn't." Yeah. And then he was like, "Well, would you have shot that?" And I was like, "Well, I don't know. I think I would have just." I don't know that I would have. I don't want to say no because I have shot young deer before. Yeah. So I don't want to act like, oh, I never shoot anything like that. And it's I'm too so hard to judge those shit. things out It was there. one of those things, man. And we hadn't seen deer yeah. at all for three days. Yeah. So, and then it wasn't just a, like another bend or whatever. We saw a, a pretty decent doe and uh, I took it. Didn't even think twice about it. Not even think twice about right. it. I took it. It was by itself. It wasn't one of fun, but still like that whole, like if you're just trying to get big mature bucks or right. whatever i didn't i mean look we got 30 pounds of amazing gourmet jalapeno cheese hot dogs made out of those yeah. two deer yeah and i took the neck and i cooked i did the the little fawn's whole neck and i yeah. roasted it i sent you all the photos of it and everything I ended up not tasting very good though huh. oh, really? which is really surprising right yeah. i thought that that younger younger duck uh deer would uh would be so tasty, but the neck was very gamey. Wow. And I've mm. done a lot of necks, and mm. necks can be hit and miss because I think there's just the hormones and things that can go through um, just all those ligaments and tendons and things that are, like, in there. But, <clears throat> yeah, it was actually pretty disgusting. Mm. Oh, um, wow. The D word? Good. Yeah, the, the neck was. <laughs> and, then, and, then just, and then deboning it, it just didn't smell very good. It was uh, it. disgusting, not bussing. Yeah, definitely. Like my kids would say because we did that dough, and she was like super clean smelling. Yeah. Like you know that just that that fresh meat just smells really good. Yeah, but the hot dogs turned out amazing. Sweet, that's I mean, how they're, the they're, those yeah, bucks can't. on Kodiak in November, man. You can smell them. They were oh, the necks are just smelling. thick. Yeah, yeah. But the dough was didn't have any smell yeah. at yeah. all. How the how them bucks eat? Um, the so I didn't take any of the meat. I gave them all the, the oh, Russells cool. and uh, nice. Jeremy's family and they said that the meat just smelt super bad mm. and um th- I mean they're still making it into something is it uh, does they, it taste bad too I don't think it tastes bad oh. no it just had that like ruddy smell yeah. to it yeah so it didn't taste bad it just they turned it into burger and yeah you know yeah it makes still, tacos still and, and yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of Indian food yeah those those guys eat more game meat than like, and if they're saying yeah. it's gamey, yeah, and if they're saying mm-hmm. it's gamey, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Did you go to a fog neck? Yeah, yeah, I did an elk hunt there uh, with a buddy. Man, talk about a rough hunt. In 2022, you did? Yeah, this last year. Oh, yeah. really? Did a week over there on a fog neck. Um, 
if we want to break into that story. Is uh, that bull or antlerless? Which one did you do? Anything. Any any elk. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, It was like uh, doing 30 miles on Kodiak and not seeing a single animal <laughs> and uh, straight up all at all times, yeah. and, you know. But, uh, no, we went over there. Uh, we flew in with, um, what is it, Island, Kodiak, Kodiak Air Service uh, with Willie. And um, originally we get in the spot and um, we set up camp and everything like that. And we're all stoked, you know. You fly into a hunt. Oh, yeah. You're super stoked, everything Game like on. that. Well, we get up to the top of this mountain. Uh, and... Um, we're like, fuck yeah, all right, let's set up the, you know, like try and spot some of these elk or whatever. We saw we saw a 10 coming in, um, you know, just on the flight in. And we wanted to set down close to them, but it was just a spot that he was like, hey, I could set you down today because it's so beautiful out, but tomorrow it's not going to be the same, right? We're not going to be able, we might not be able to get you out of this spot. It's like, okay, cool, you know, I know how it is. Being a pilot, I wouldn't want to go into a spot where I couldn't pull guys out of anyways. Um, and, uh, so he puts us down in a different spot. We get out on top of this mountain and we saw, we see some people and we're like, all right, shoot. We, we knew there might be other hunters in the area, mm-hmm. you know, cause that tag's so consolidated. There's like 60 draws or something like that. And mm. it's like a two week time frame or something. You yeah. Know? There's always going to be people rotating yeah, two, through. Like so many people pull that tag and, uh, have a, such a small area to hunt. Mm-hmm. So we get, we walk up to them and they're like, Hey, like, here's the story. There's 12 other hunters on this 12 ridge. 12 other hunters or groups? Group, uh, 12 of other people on this ridge right now oh, within wow. like a 300 yard span. No. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And, Just uh, stacked. luckily, uh, Ryan, the guy that had the tag, uh, he, uh, called up, he was able to call up Willie and be like, dude, there's other there's 12 other, other hunters on this ridge right now. And um, he's like, well, I could be to you in an hour, you know, to come pick you up. And we're like, all right. And so we haul ass down this mountain. These guys are two, uh, um, one's an F-22 pilot and one's a PJ. So they're both like rock solid dudes. They can move fast, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera. Train and whatnot. Yeah, they are, mm-hmm. they're trained up. So uh, we book ass, haul ass down the um, mountain un you know, pack up the Arctic oven and everything like that, throw everything in the plane, boogie over, and we go to this place called Black Sand Beach, which is freaking awesome. If you ever can just go to Kodiak and camp for, like, a week, go to Black Sand Beach. It's a super cool spot. Um, and so uh, we start hunting from there. Um, the first day we go, I'm like, hey, let's let's get up to the Alpine. You know, let's get up as high as we can. And we try and push up through Kodiak, alders and you you freaking you get lost you get tangled up and whatever it's miserable miserable. and so we do like three hours of trying to push through that stuff and we got to a point and those guys got to a point it's like let's let's not move anymore yeah we're going back no which we started out on a game trail Mm -hmm. and uh just couldn't push through and so we wind up back at camp exhausted you know, whatever, do our thing back at camp. And, uh, 
the next day we end up finding a trail all the way up to the alpine an elk trail all the way up to the alpine and there's like a lot of elk sign around and uh you know a lot of scat a lot of uh tracks they're in the area it seemed like but no noise no bugles no nothing like that and it that was pretty much the same story for the next like six days Mm. hike real slow move real slow try and really scan the area and we'd see deer we'd come up on deer and we'd be 30 yards away they wouldn't know we were there we were moving so slow and so quiet and trying to figure stuff out and uh just never ended up seeing one elk and um yeah we didn't pull any deer because we didn't want to make any noise and uh yeah didn't see one buck no all does Hmm. no elk we did get charged by a, a bear um, one, one of the days that we were coming out of the Alpine. I was leading, and those guys were behind me by like 20 or 30 yards. And um, I hear them talking or whatever, like just kind of whispering. And I turn back, and I'm like, what's up? And they're like, there's a bear. And I look over, and I see this just the top of a bear's back, like kind of like coming in line with me so like if i would have kept on walking we would have both met up and um i just immediately say hey bear and he pops up we lock eyes and he just starts coming he's like trotting and he has to go around like this bush or whatever to get to me and he's coming around and i'm i'm telling those guys don't shoot don't shoot don't shoot i'm pulling out my bear spray because i don't have a gun i just have my bow and um He's probably at this point like 15 yards away. Don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot. And this is only because I've been in this situation before with these bears. And once they usually figure out what you are, they, they kind of go the other direction. Okay. He was just getting a closer look. Yeah, he was just getting a closer look. And finally he's like, oh, shit, that's people. And he turns and goes. And um, those guys were, that was their first bear encounter, or first bear charge. And um, that was all, that was probably the most exciting part of the trip, other than just being with the guys or whatever. And um, then another bear encounter. We thought we're elk, we thought it was an elk, and it was kind of like down in this swamp. I'm like, all right, let's get down there. Let's like poke down towards it. We finally get down to the level of the swamp, and I'm looking where I think the elk is, and there's like this bear just standing off to our left, staring at us. And Ryan's like tapping me on the shoulder like, that's a bear not a, not a elk like i'm like all right i'm the dumb one looking the wrong directions but uh he kind of just moseys off and we just book get out of there how far know. away was he i think he was like 30 yards right. 30 40 yards oh you got really yeah. close encounters yeah mm. i mean you always do on kodiak with bears seems like right yeah. walking in on them like that mm-hmm. oh yeah they almost step on you you know you don't really hear too many like uh bear maulings on kodiak though yeah, I have heard of a couple in the town area, you yeah. know, but um, I think that's about all that I know of. Mm-hmm. I, well, there was uh, the, the people that showed us the um, the hunting spot that we went to with the big group. Um, one of them had seen a uh, uh, sow with two cubs and had done the hay bear thing, and yeah. he was bow hunting. And the um, the sow came like a hundred yards or whatever at him, and then kind of pounced on him a couple times, and then like waited for him to finish playing dead, and then left. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, but nothing like he didn't have to get like flown out. Yeah, you're right though. You don't hear like the news. Mm-mm. It's usually a random black bear. Someone's running, or you know, something like that. Yeah, grizzly bears. Like it feels like you spook them. They just always get spooked out. Yeah, maybe they're just like not used to having to compete so much for food, and maybe grizzlies, like um, you know, interior grizzlies, have to compete so much for food. Right. Yeah, they're willing to that take that they're, risk. They're willing to, yeah, yeah, get after whatever. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I was just curious. I wanted to Google how many bear attacks are in Kodiak. I don't know if I want to know Doesn't that question. So <laughs> how about the polar bear one, dude? Jeez. Oh, yeah. The mom and son. Yeah. Oh, was that recent? Yeah. Like Ooh, last week. Other day. Where at? And it's like, which I didn't realize as I read the article. Um, where was it? I have to look it up. Uh-huh. But, um they normally have patrols like because the kids are going to school and right. families are traveling to other families or the store or the, or the school so they have like bear patrols that uh-huh. are out there keeping people keeping the village people safe and uh i guess it's like out of season like normally they're out on the ice right right you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. this one wasn't um and so it caught the mom and the and the kid by surprise and uh did they both die I thought I heard they both died. I thought died. they did, too. Yeah, yeah they yeah. were attacked and killed. Yeah, but they did end up bear. shooting the bear, I, I heard. Man, that's but, I mean, so that's bad. like, I mean, God, dude, you got to yeah. go to school. Like, you're taking your kids to school, and you got to be, like, this alert yeah. for a polar bear. Yeah. I know that the um, the female, the sows, um, they den on, on land. So I don't you know who knows what if it was a male or female but um so if it was a you know a sow with a with that was going to give birth to cubs that she might be like looking for a den right now or already in a den that's on land not on the ice i thought i also read that they there's the only bears that don't den maybe the females do just to have the they have, baby they have the den for the 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 babies yeah. okay yeah but the like birthing. the yeah i guess like if the female's not going to give birth it's probably on the ice i would think like yeah. the males will be sounds like we got a new uh, polar bear at the zoo oh really yeah they trapped that one on the slope that was wandering around ah and uh i don't know they're like getting it used to the zoo or whatever yeah that's but, uh, cool What's kind of like bullshit with that story is they found the sow and cub, a sow and the other cub that was with it, or uh-huh. like the mom of that. Yeah. It was just shot and killed and left there. What? Yeah. At least that's what I, I heard. Man, that's, that's like, pretty fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Next to like whatever island that is that those bears hang out on uh, with all the whale carcasses mm-hmm. and everything like yeah. that. They found a sow and a cub that they believed to uh, be that cubs uh s- mother and sibling sibling wow I want to show so you now the bear has to live in the zoo yeah if you guys saw no, this it's it's Ranella's, um uh, what are uh, they not gonna have binky oh, what's they? this i was just talking about um so this is an expedition that uh bob bartlett uh, expedition bob bartlett survived in 1927 saint bart Another expedition to the Arctic, this time in Greenland. He's coming up by an archer, Art Young. He's the Young from Pope and Young. 
Uh, back then, hunters were beginning to travel the world with the intended purpose of demonstrating the efficiency of archery equipment. Young killed this polar bear from a boat while it was swimming. Um, here they're hoisting it up on the ship, and you can actually see, see the arrow still sticking out of it. Oh, yeah. Right here. And he was just talking about how throwback the dude's. Pretty, how young pretty far back, was. huh? Yeah. They, like, he didn't look like he hit, like, the vitals in the front or behind the shoulder. The bear's obviously rigamortised up. You can kind of tell, by the way, it's all curled up. Mm. Interesting. It's got two arrows in it, too. Two arrows, yeah. yep, down here below. Oh, yeah. What do you think, Tradbo? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, they full trad. <laughs> the latest Matthews wasn't out quite yet. Yeah. yeah not <laughs> quite compound. I think about that bear, and I think about what ranking I'd be in the Pope and Young right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally, to man. Did you reapply oh, for Roman it? Oh, Roman Dial. Can you reapply? Did you reapply for it? You can't reapply for the same area year to year. Mm. But I could year after next. apply for uh, a different area on Kodiak, yeah. Yeah. What what um, What's your 2023 looking like? Um, man, I applied for everything underneath the sun. I applied for another Kodiak. I applied for uh, the Chugiak bow only, uh, sheep, um, a... Uh, a goat tag that Jack and I have been on before, uh, Antioch, um, was it muskox, farewell bison, nice. caribou, and the Talkeetnas. Forget what else. Or something else. Oh, and uh, December moose. That same tag. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's nice. you could do an annual on that. Um. The last tag I had was November. This one's December. Yeah. So what about can't. um? They opened up that ground squirrel in Eureka. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make larp. Get the larp going. Yeah, yeah. Larp. You get twelve per day. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do the bow muskox up on the slope. I don't know if you guys didn't. Put I, did, I didn't do that. You put in for the muskox I, too. I partied with Chad on it. Yeah. Stone. Seems like a cool oh, one. I just uh, yeah. I would, if we're already going up there in in August, I wasn't going to go twice. <laughs> well, it's just like cool. it's a good problem to have if you happen to draw it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, well, uh, make it happen. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty hard though because it'd be like in between the seasons. So to go up there with like the daylight situation and then the weather, like it could be kind of. What's the season on sketchy. it? It's like uh, September, no, November. I thought it's it late. was. Oh, it's that late? I yeah. thought it was a September, huh? No, it's like oh. uh, I want to say it's. Uh, I could look it up, but I think it's it's late, late. Oh. It's like winter time. Difficult hunt. Yeah. Very November. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah, you'd have to you'd have to go set up yeah. like an Arctic oven somewhere on a halt, like a pull out. Yeah, you have to go stay at BOC. <laughs> then, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you want to go stay at one of the hotels in Prudhoe. Okay. Horse. Okay. Yeah. Is that what you'd want? Probably end up wanting to do. Man, I, yeah, I would. dude. I don't. This. Yeah. <clears throat> Just no. from working up there and knowing the environment. So you, you guys would know that. So you got like yeah. me, who's dumb, like, take an arc out of them. There. Yeah. Run no, the road yeah. with yeah. the truck and go find one and shoot it. Yeah. November up there is rough. Well, man. think about that one dude that died up here there this last year. Just from the fog. You know, he got lost in the fog and he just perished or whatever. He couldn't find his way back. That would be bad. Yeah, well, it's every day that I yeah. like that up there in the winter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know. get these blizzards where you, like, in that time of year that you literally, like, I wouldn't be able to see you. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've been trapped out overnight before. It's not good. 
Are you sure it's November? I thought it was oh, early. I thought it was September 1st through September 30th is what I thought. Um, uh, yeah, if uh. you go to the... Just just go to the hunt. Um, and then traveling for to get the close of those bison or those uh, muskox. Oh, man. At that time of year, man. Dude, that'd be rough. Yeah. It'd be cool to do, but you'd be... I'll, I'll look it up. I'm going to go... Um, there. Sticky fingers. That's why I applied for the Antioch one, right? That's the island. There Antioch. it is. DX112. Oh, it is. Oh, it runs all the way through March. So you can run it through the yeah, winter. Okay. That's where I got that part. Yeah, I would yeah. say almost like if you could do the. Oh, that would that would be my late. moose. That would be my moose hunt. I'd yeah. do it in March. Yeah. You March would do it in March? Or yeah. September. Oh, really? Your moose hunt? Losing? No, I mean, I would, like, supplement my Do moose hunt for instead. that. Yeah. yeah, like, I'd invest my time in that. I think you're going to get better meat out of the moose. Mm. And you might as well just go up there in March and do it then. Well, I'll take you guys' advice since advice since you guys see them in their natural habitat more often than anybody else. They're and it's both sides sure. of the brooks, right? Yeah. No. It's not just the no. north. It's just the north it's side? The, it's the... Oh, it is the north side, east side of the highway. Okay. It's still the five mile. Oh, is that the the Yeah, right but there? you you would you could just do an archery and not have to worry about like the hiking and dragging it with a sled. Man, you catch shit. one walking down that river, one of those rivers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's what I would I would do. That archery is what I would try. Oh, I thought it was an archery only hunt. It's I think not. it is, right? Okay. Or is it not? I thought it no. was. Yeah, it says muskox made. Oh yeah, it, it is uh, by bow only. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It seemed like a cool hunt. Um, yeah. Well, shit, dude. There are a million people. For some reason, I thought that that, that so. also included yeah. the Brooks Range because it would be cool if it was both sides. But yeah. 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 <clears throat> well, Jake, thanks for coming out, man. Thanks for yeah. being oh, yeah. uh, the hundred and first. Yeah, appreciate the first you guys and the hundred and first. That's right. Guest, yeah. always cool, number man. one, baby. Number one. Try to be. That's rad, man. It feels like it was just like was a, a year ago or less, yeah. but it's two. Almost you two guys, years ago. You guys happy with the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, it's been going good, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Cool to see what all the guests you guys have. Yeah, met a million awesome people. Well, it's thanks to uh, followers and listeners like you, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, you rep us strong. You're wearing the, the merch and hats. Always. Got to rep the homies. Make That's us look right. good, bro. Yeah. With all those reels with Bowser. Get the reels and, oh, it's really Olaf. Let's yeah. give Olaf, Olaf some man. Yeah. Let's okay. Olaf some He's one props. handsome some B. Yeah. He's a handsome boy. Good feller. <laughs> Good feller. Good feller. <laughs> Real quick, Jake, are you going to be here for the meat party? I am not. I did. We texted about yeah. it. He's going to be on the slope. How about yeah. the How about the derby? Are you Are you going to be around for the King Derby? I don't or know. Last year? I don't know the dates. Okay, it's the well. 18th. March 18th. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to talk about that. I yeah. I, hadn't I think been, I'll be gone. Damn I am planning to take yep. the boat down there. Okay. You haven't planned it? I wasn't planning on it with the last two years being uh, dismal. What about the opening of the ground squirrel? I'll Season. always be there. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> He's got a predator <laughs> rifle now for that. I know. That's what I'm saying. you got to get that predator rifle. <laughs> it's a hand-in-hand hand, coyotes and squirrels. What is this ground squirrel? <laughs> <laughs> Just you ever see those run, running around? <laughs> That's how I learned how to hunt. Yeah. Is on the ground squirrels Absolutely. in Dutch Harbor. Oh. It was the best thing ever. Are they fatties down there too? Oh, just hogs. <laughs> Sneaking yeah. up with your bow? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. it's nice. fun. Dude, so fun. Holy smokes. The most stocks you'll ever get in a day. So fun. You turn those suckers into Polish or what? It just <laughs> fox meat. Just cook the this fox meat. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, at the doo doo on uh, Instagram. Instagram. Go check him out, man. He's got really cool, awesome stuff out there. What's the What's the uh, YouTube page? Uh, it's just my name, Jake Kieber. Jake Kieber. Yep. Jake Kieber. Jake Kieber. Yep. Check yeah. out Acme Club. Yeah. That's Jake's yeah. boys over there. That's right. Got some nice merchandise too, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they do. Got really some you nice need stuff. to learn how to fly. You want to learn how to fly Cubs? Go to Acme. Yep, nice save up man. your money, three hundred fifty k. Get you a Super Cub. Yep. Or just, <laughs> right. or just get you a. Get buddy a choo- named you Jake. don't get to choose your own color though. <laughs> yeah, we choose for you. <laughs> Full right. neon green. Yeah, bright right. green, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big old Alaska Wild Project logo on the side. Yeah, go. we should just build one of those planes. Yeah, let's do it. We need yeah. an AWOP plane. It'd be fun. Yeah, yep. that would be yeah. fun. We'll work on that. Just looking for a sponsor. Shout out. Let's go. Holler back. All right. Thanks for listening, Alaska. Stay wild. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney's Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management. Providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit arborcapital.io today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreeHouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Super Glue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack. Located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. 
tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Snow Pro AK, your snow and ice management company specializing in business and residential properties. They know what it takes to keep your property presentable and safe. Give them a call for a free estimate at 280-7098 or visit lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaskan public lands, waters, and wildlife. Their goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping our public lands wild. Stand up today and join BHA at backcountryhunters.org. Should you not claim to be at least his equal in prowess and act upon the claim? I say try. If we never try, we shall never succeed. This proposition is a simple truth and is too important to be lost sight of for a moment. We cannot beat the enemy where he now is. We never can. It is all easy if our troops march as well as the enemy. And it is unmanly to say they...